are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com. We can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you must have found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. You can also find us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash swordchomp. If you would like to support us financially, uh, look for our VIP tier. Um, and hey, you never know. Maybe next year we'll have enough funding to get ourselves to E3 because... Well, E3 is all we're here today to talk about. E3 2018 is in the books, and we are excited because, you know, one cool thing about our show, just by the time when we record, we've had a whole week to digest and process all this E3 uh, news and information, and uh, this is pretty cool. I think for most people that absorb content throughout the week, by the time they get our show, it's going to be a nice follow-up to that. Um, all podcasts long, we're going to be breaking down all the elements of the show that were interesting to us. And our favorite games as well. Um, it's going to be epic. We have all the polls that I ran this week um, on the Instagram page for Swordchomp were E3 themed from the legendary Last of Us 2 Kiss to Assassin's Creed Romances and no Metroid Prime 4 at E3. Uh, tons of interesting polls. We're going to run down the results. Of. By the way, every Tuesday at Swordchomp on Instagram, you can vote and you should because we will read them and talk about them, the results on the show. Um, we have a tons, we have tons and tons and tons of listener, uh, follower comments from the Instagram page as well that we're going to splice into the show more than ever this week. I'm going to try to do it in a creative way as well, because this is our very special E3 spectacular. I want to get as many people involved as possible. That's all we're talking about today. E3, um, from beginning to end, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, an amazing time. So let's get to some intros. I'm excited, uh, to talk about E3. I've been waiting all week to get to this with you guys. But up first, he's, I can see him dancing on the webcam, the one and only from Texas, the Filipino Johnny Depp. Fish is here. Um, Fish, this was yeah. your first, this was your first, <laughs> this is your first year that you watched the E3 press conferences with me and Josh. And, mm -hmm. um, in yeah. many ways, we took your E3 press conference virginity, I would say. Um, oh, yeah. So I have left, to ask. Left me all um, bloody and everything. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I was gonna ask you oh, that's, that's not what I was hoping for. I was going to ask you if now the dust is What the fuck is, is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you watch the Twitch stream, Shay? It got out of control real quick. Um, yeah, if you missed our... We, we were streaming the whole thing, and... Yeah. <laughs> You're streaming... Nah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Fair enough. You were no, streaming. No. Okay. Right I was get to enjoying the some video games. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Morgan and Josh were, you know, there uh -huh. watching the conference with us. And uh, right. one thing led to another being in close proximity. And, you know, things happen. That's the way it goes. And look, I... <laughs> You you definitely took this in a fun direction, Fish. I was I was going to ask you, you know, like much like when you lose your virginity, was it, you know, was it everything you hoped to be? Was it like the movies that you imagined when you were a kid? But you've already answered my question, so that's really, um, <laughs> really a point in culture. Yeah, yeah, you knew I love buttered popcorn, so I just started going crazy on that buttered popcorn that was in your lap, and oh, it was one of I those. It, I, okay, yeah, there was something squishy Guys, in there. Stop! <laughs> it's like um, it's like where you cut the hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket, mm -hmm. and um, one of those situations, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, we're on the couch there, metaphorically, watching uh, E3 together. So, look, Fish, this, Fish took this in a crazier direction than I even intended to, all right? <laughs> I, I don't take any responsibility for this. Um, no, but, but uh, I, yeah, I had fun. It was uh, fun, yeah. definitely interesting to see your guys' reactions to games and hearing your guys' commentary as we were just blasted with a bunch of gameplay trailers and whatnot. Um, reveals and just seeing your guys' excitement um, just brought a whole new level to just watching it alone, you know? Yeah, yeah. You even got to do, uh, it was fun, like, to switch up the chemistry because I couldn't make the Sony show. So it was interesting seeing you and Josh do a conference together. One thing I loved seeing is sort of, like, switching our chemistry around a little bit in fun ways. And I, I was watching the Twitch stream as I was driving home from work, uh, which don't, is not safe Don't to tell do. him about that. He doesn't know about the chemistry. <laughs> Isn't oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, you're going to mess up my results. All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, but it's interesting because it was at one point the Sony conference like stream died, and it was funny because Josh was like, oh, fish, now we've got to talk to each other. Awkwardly <laughs> here. here. Here we go. We're forced to communicate. Oh, no. Um, but it was good. you guys did a good job. It was funny. It was entertaining. I loved it. I love listening to it. Very weird for me because I'm very rarely watching that as a consumer. Anyways, thank you for being here, fish, as usual. Um, and uh, wouldn't want to do this without your depraved soul. Um, up next from Japan, Shay Layton is here, the professor. Sadly, because of the whole time zone, you know, halfway across the world thing, Shay could not join us for a lot of these E3 festivities this year. Um, and honestly, Shay, I've just been feeling so distant from you lately, and I, I, I don't want us to be like strangers just passing in the night. You know, I want us to be in love again. Well, it sounds like uh, you and Fish are, have already discovered your blossoming love on a uh, ill-fated couch, unfortunately. <laughs> you don't have you know, to get Fish around a couch. We've talked about this in the past. It's like a... So many times. Oh, God, I forgot the... Uh, what's the word for, like, um, when something uh, turns you on? Arouses? Fish. No, oh, God damn it. It's like when Is you put something it? in a food and... When there's like something in a food and you eat it, that wasn't. Like, but yet he's hiding no, his boner no. now. Duh, tomatoes. No, <laughs> god damn it. Um, anyways, it's a word that basically, like, when you eat something, it's, it's like oh, aphrodisiac. Af- aphrodisiac, yes. A couch is like an aphrodisiac fish. Thank you guys for I no idea what I was talking about. Um, but yeah, Shay, it sucks. You know, we didn't we didn't get to do a lot of those things with you, but um, I hope you enjoyed absorbing a lot of the E3 content. However, you did. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk more about it today. <laughs> He's ready to go. Yeah, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> We're ready to hash some shit out. Josh is here. Uh, and Josh, uh, I'm glad you're here today. I, um, so I've been, I've been sitting on this joke for a couple months now. Um, and it's pretty vile. So I, I figured I would go for it. Because I, really as soon as wipe. I thought of it, I... I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just been sitting on it forever, and it's really just it's a bad situation now. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I'm just going to go for it. It's a little bit of an inside joke, but that's the way it is. Uh, so um, Josh absorbed every uh, E3 conference this year. Uh, it was incredible. Josh, as far as I know, didn't miss a single one of them. That's what he did last year as well, um, at least the major ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Josh was just absorbing E3 press conferences with the same veracity that his butthole might absorb a fresh ice cube. Um, thought, thought, thoughts? 
Sorry? What was... I was thinking about something. Just oh, you're little, imagining the ice cube? A little distracted here. That's... Mmm. Mmm, okay. I, uh, I don't... <laughs> I don't blame you. Although some of those conferences like Nintendo would be like, uh, spitting that ice cube back out. Yeah, I... I yeah. Yeah. A little freezer burn? Mm-hmm. Which is disappointing, because you're the, uh, you're the Nintendo guy. Yeah, I... Really, I think Nintendo could have lived without the conference at all. Like, everything they showed was good. It was stuff that was coming up really soon that we'd already pretty much all heard about. A lot of it was coming out right then. Um, you know, like, they announced Fortnite coming out that day. They, uh... Announced that Splatoon 2 expansion that we also knew was coming, that was coming out the next day. Um, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, like, as far as a conference went, it was hard to really get excited about it because we didn't, like, nothing new. We just didn't really hear anything new, which was kind of sad. Very strange, very strange. Very strange. Well, that's and that's one thing um, that we'll get to eventually. I, of course, am Morgan Barnes here from Montana. Uh, that's the thing that when I always tell people that E3 is kind of like Christmas to me, it's like every the metaphor I make is every announcement is kind of like a present. Not every present is going to be good, but it's the excitement of when you're a kid of opening all the presents that get you. Mm-hmm. wondering what's going to be in there. Every time there's an announcement, world premiere or this and that, it's like, what's it going to be? Now, sometimes it doesn't always follow through. Like, oh, grandma, thanks for this uh, sweater. You know, but it was the excitement of wondering what it was before you found out it was a sweater. Um, and that's kind of what E3 has always, always been for me. It's just, it's like Christmas for a whole week straight of just magic. Um, although nowadays, most of the magic happens with the press conferences. So that's probably where I'll start with most of these. Starting with each press conference, I'll probably throw it to you guys and see which game stuck out to you. I have a list of all the major stuff that was announced in case we forget anything vital or we want to roll through stuff. But one of the cool things about how we do it is, you know, we're not the press. We don't have to announce every little thing. Just the things that meant something to us or that we thought were interesting. So, um, mm-hmm. big picture, if we were to start things off with, let's say, Microsoft. I know EA came first, but and we'll talk about that later. E- th- I don't really consider them like a big, big hitter. and and whatnot as far as, like, the major things we care about. Um, but we'll talk... I do have E3. We'll talk about them later. Let's start with Microsoft, okay? Interesting press conference. My big-picture thought here... I feel like being crushed by Sony earlier on has actually caused Microsoft to... Instead of chasing this sort of... You know, that, that silly console war who can sell the most... Um, systems and, and games and, and all that stuff. They've actually forced Microsoft to just totally change... They're like, look... We're not going to catch Sony. Let's let's just focus on building a stronger Xbox, which we thought was weird. And now this year, it's like let's focus on Game Pass, which is amazing, and this uh, mm-hmm. special controller that um the uh, the adaptive con- is that what's called the adaptive controller for like people who um have issues playing video games and whatnot, health uh, issues. I'd need to look it up. I, I'm not 100 percent on the name. That sounds right. Yeah, I believe it's the. Yeah, it's a really cool controller made for people with disabilities and stuff so they can still play video games. Mm-hmm. And, like, Microsoft has just been... The press conferences... Of all the conferences, they're my, this is my personal favorite style-wise. Like, they basically come out, they do a starting trailer, then they 
um, they do a bunch of like world premiere, like little videos, boom, boom, boom. And then they had like little patches of gameplay here and there, but it's like an onslaught of fun content. And then they end it with a bang usually, which is different than what the other conferences do. So I'm just really impressed. Microsoft has turned it around for me personally. I feel like losing that console war and just focusing on how to make things more unique and, and better for themselves has actually been better for yeah. everyone. So if only they could make their games as exciting as their conferences. Well, they're getting there. They're getting there. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah. I mean, that, that's a fair point, and we're going to get to some of those games right now. I, I've kind of turned around a little bit on that, but let's go around the room here first. Um, Fish, I'll throw it to you. We watched that Microsoft conference together. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what? let's start with, like, a major takeaway, and then, like, let's start with a game that you saw that you wanted to talk about. Um, first off, uh, I only saw two conferences, and that was Microsoft and Sony. And God, that it's such a world of difference between those two conferences. I think um, I, I I haven't really watched any previous, or at least the past like couple of years of E three coverage and conferences. Just picked up what games were announced and whatnot. But watching Microsoft's uh, conference was actually they they had so much stuff that they were just breaking out as far as like world premieres even games that weren't exclusive to xbox still you know getting those games to be um premiered on in at their conference kind yeah of, yeah yeah that's kind of sticks xbox out for you mm-hmm. yeah that's been something that's decoding the the microsoft conference has been its own job the last couple of years because so many of them say exclusive or they've got like four different descriptors that they'll put on any trailer saying yeah. what it is in relationship to them. And you have to like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of read between the lines to figure out exactly what mm-hmm. this means. Yeah. World premiere, console exclusive, launch exclusive. It's like, yeah. <laughs> they just start rattling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because the, the Microsoft one is always interesting because they show off a lot of stuff that you can get on every other console, which is always yes. strange. But yeah, like you're saying, it does give you a lot of hype for their system because look at all the cool stuff you can play on Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the only place you can play it, but it is, it is a great way to sell that as a platform. Like, yeah. yes. you, you can still play all this cool stuff here, um, which at this point I think is their biggest selling point. Um, well, that and not right. being the PlayStation 4, which is also a huge selling point, um, especially, <laughs> especially after Nintendo announced... Fortnite coming that day and uh Sony has a big thing with locking down any account that is linked to their system um in order to stop cross platform yeah, play. Yeah, I, I was hearing about that. Yeah, like you couldn't play on the Switch if you had a, a account mm-hmm. on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, if you ever play with your account on the PlayStation, you can't play with it on other consoles. Um like they'll they completely yeah. lock out the Switch version, which is bizarre because it's essentially a handheld. Well, like Microsoft does the same thing. It's a it's a. Uh, I was actually listening to that to not for yeah, Fortnite. The, they do on some games. Yeah, but, no. Uh, my understanding. I was just I was listening to Jeff Gersman talk about it today. And he was saying that he got that same error message from his Xbox account, but that that was just my understanding. But the uh, idea that I don't locking, think so because they specifically were tweeting shit at Sony because of this um so yeah well, 
irregardless, we uh, we can talk about that later. But that's my understanding. But either way, the idea that they're yeah, it's weird. Like yeah, yeah if someone spent a lot of time with Fortnite on their PlayStation, they're not going to want to start over mm-hmm. on the Switch. And but that's everyone just fighting for their customers, basically. So you know, but they're not. Like most of these are, especially Fortnite. It's a free to play game. Sony's like, there's no customer to be lost there. Well, yeah, it is though. Like from what I was reading, if someone, if they have a customer, let's say you're going on to play Fortnite free every day, right? Mm-hmm. But you're still using, let's say you're logging on every day. You're maybe it encourages you to check out the store more often because you're online. You might buy some extra games or play with your friends whenever they're not playing Fortnite. Or like, there's other things that come from that. Uh, and also having the numbers to say all the people played on our PlayStation is a big thing supposedly. So yeah, I mean, I think it's silly. I think everyone should just be able to play together. It's kind of ridiculous. But you know, we're all, we're not in that corporate corporate mindset so it's you know yeah no it's a it's a stupid reason just period because they've done this with other games before that have linked accounts that you know you can play on pc or on consoles and then they've locked them out so you couldn't play on xbox and stuff like that um like this is this is not a new thing for sony at all anyways but no, I, yeah. I agree. But but um, I, the, the truth is, I don't think any of us even really care that much about Fortnite. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> I've I've played all the games of Fortnite. I will play. It's yeah, done with that. But still, um, yeah. But yeah, it's Fish's point. Yes. Okay. So they launch. You're right. They they get there. They're not necessarily exclusives, but they get out there and they get first in the press conference. It, it, like Sekiro was a game that like I thought was on the PS4. Yeah. I didn't know it was on the PlayStation 4 until I, after that I went and looked it up, and I was like, oh, because mm-hmm. they didn't show it at the PS4 conference, but they showed it at no. the Microsoft conference. So. They didn't show much at the uh, PlayStation 4 conference, actually. They announced everything that they were going to talk about uh, beforehand at that hmm. conference. So, yeah, it was just it was almost two different worlds of conference watching there. Um, mm-hmm. where Microsoft was just blowing exclusive after, not exclusives, but like premiere after premiere of these new games coming out to look forward to, mm-hmm. which just yes. builds up your hype and everything. And I like that it's they were really, like, they're really like selling their Game Pass as well. Like, um, just like mentioning it like every once in a while that this game's going to be available on Game Pass. Like, uh, as time goes on, like that Game Pass, uh, subscription actually just sounds more and more um appealing to me because you know you're only paying you know 10 i think it's is it 10 bucks in a a month or yeah i'm paying 10 bucks a month i i use it yeah 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 and that it sounds great it's just xbox probably has to lock down a little bit more exclusives to get more people to want to jump over to xbox at this point and bolster their sales but um right now yeah it just seems like they're taking care of their customers and getting people excited yeah. later on down the line for them. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like the exclusives are even their game plan at this point. Like the only exclusive yeah, exclusive they showed was whatever that Halo thing is. Um like oh, the, Gears the, of War too. Well yeah, Gears or of Gears, War Gears War five. Yeah, the the three the trio three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. With those Gears of War games, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah, like, that that pop caps Gears of War game. Whoa, that's mm-hmm. gonna be that's gonna mm-hmm. be a banger right there. But, but anyway, getting getting back to what I was saying, I feel like like Fish was mentioning, they showed so many games that you can play in the system. It feels like the 
they're just showing that you, you can play everything on there. It's like, is is kind of what I feel like that's their game plan at this point. Mm-hmm. Look, you can play basically all the games you play on the PlayStation. You're not missing much. You're missing the few exclusives. Granted, a lot of those exclusives are amazing. Just stuff you don't <laughs> want to miss. Which yeah. is that's yeah. that's the big downside of the Xbox right now. Like you miss out. Yeah, on God of War and The Last of Us. Eh, don't worry about those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I feel like that's their strategy. It's like look at all this other stuff yeah, you can yeah. play. And then, yeah. and plus, Game Pass is a great deal. I, I kind of feel like that's uh-huh. that's what they're trying to push really hard right now. Yeah, what was your big takeaway, Shay? I mean, I know you were absorbing it in a different way, but um, how did you feel about the conference, or, or and maybe a game that stuck out to you in particular? Um, I felt like it was a fairly strong presentation because one of the things that I really focused on for this um, for this particular presentation is that they acquired um what is it ninja theory which Mm -hmm. was the maker of um hellblade yeah so Mm. and they acquired a bunch of other smaller studios as well i think they are they they created a few and they acquired some other ones so i think there are seven total new studios that they acquired announced so clearly they're trying to make big Mm -hmm. moves i don't know if it's necessarily to kind of combat um sony or if it's just they're just trying to establish themselves better in the market because i think it's like you guys have alluded to that they're not gonna beat sony uh with this generation of console so what i think they're trying to do is just maximize their potential and basically give something new that sony hasn't quite offered yet as well as they have and go from there because they realize they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to trade blows with Sony. Well, they need to think of something different at this point, and I think that's kind of what they focused on. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And that was yeah. my yeah. Like, I, I think, think they did a good job of that too. Like, because I mean, like we mentioned before, with all those other games, so many games were announced at the Microsoft conference that even if they're not exclusives, you're going to associate with them associate them with Microsoft from now on, just because that's where you first heard about right. it. A lot of like Morgan was saying, right. Oh, I'm really excited about this game coming out for the Xbox. And then you find out later, oh, it's on other stuff too. But you've like, it's, it's to kind of, you know, build that association with Microsoft there. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like when I first, when I first played Fallout 4, I always associated it with Xbox because that was the first system it came out for. And it was a timed release. Obviously the other systems ended up getting Fallout 4, but Xbox One was the first one to get it. So... I still associate Fallout 4 with that system, even though it's on the other systems at this point. And that's that's exactly like a testament to what you're saying, Josh. Yeah. And it's smart, because like some of the games they did announce are going to be on other systems, and they are on other systems, but Microsoft yeah. is the one pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's psychological. Last year, I was a lot more cynical about that, but this year, because I've kind of turned around on Xbox, I've been like, you know what, eh? It's cool that these are like little things like they're turning around the, the, the Japanese RPG genre a little bit there. Like it's not exclusive, but they're going to get Kingdom Hearts 3 and they're getting a, the best version of Nier, which is one of the best games on the PS4. So like they're like that's a whole audience that they really have never catered to uh, as well as other stuff. So they're they're doing some smart stuff um, mm-hmm. that surprised me. Like we got we got the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer at the Microsoft press conference. That was weird. When we were watching it, that yeah. was weird. <laughs> that was weird, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, and they also yeah. revealed that 
there's going to be gummy ships. It's confirmed that gummy ships. <laughs> are yeah, man. Uh, so yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fish and Josh were just creaming themselves when that happened. Mm-hmm. It's the Star Fox like... we deserved. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. They stopped making good Star Fox games after the N64, and somebody had to keep it going. And oddly enough, it was Ugh. Kingdom Hearts. I feel like your nostalgia is being far too kind to those sections of the game. <laughs> I hope when you pick it up nowadays, you enjoy it more as much as you remember enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to um, have high fidelity and everything. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, of fidelity, uh, yeah, that Kingdom Hearts 3 also trailer, they also showed, like, weirdly enough, like, all the Disney IPs in there, like, seeing the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, like, it's all, like, they went with a weird... I, I don't know if it's the the power of the console, but of this generation, but they, I guess it has been like 15 years since their last game. So <laughs> yeah. it was just surprising to see like all these like Disney world. Hyper realistic. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hyper realistic. Well, to the, the, at least the, compared the, to the rest of the game. One, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean was only hyper realistic because the movie is real actors. Most Disney mm-hmm. movies are animation. I think that's probably what weirded you out. But if you think about it, most of the movies they emulate in Kingdom Hearts are actually animation, so that translates to an art style. But there's right. no art style for Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just real human beings. So. Well, not only that, but like seeing like Frozen stuff, like yeah. in actual yeah. like true on like Disney quality, like yeah, not polygonal at all. Like it was, it was surprising. Well, um, I'm curious to see how it actually. You can only plays be out. I'm polygonal sh- in Utah, so they. You had to cut most of that to ship it elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, couple, splice a couple quick comments in here. Crumpkey at Swordchomp on Instagram said, this is my Microsoft press conference post. I honestly thought it was a great presentation. So many new games and exclusives I'm interested in getting. Certainly way better than EA's presentation yesterday. Cyberpunk looks very pretty, but I want to see some gameplay. Um, Sinister Craig said, better than recent years for them, but I cared more about the multi-platform games than the exclusives, which you talked about. Apart from Halo, uh, well, that apart from Halo. Three out of five for me. Um, JJ King 700 said they killed it. Big Guy 461 said, the parts I watched were good. I don't think it was a tour de force a lot of people wanted it to be, but I think they showed that they're working on making Xbox a gamer's paradise. It's an interesting way of putting it. Um, yeah, they, the, and they're touting that's the best way to play games because it's also going to run the best and look the best as far as other consoles go. So um, that's impressive. That's interesting. I, so as far as the, press con- the whole press conference goes, I said I originally gave it a 3 out of 5, but I think in retrospect I probably would have given it a 4 out of 5 because when I look back on it, it was a lot of fun and they started and ended really strong. Now the Halo Infinite trailer was nothing. Yeah, I'd give it a 4 out of 5. The Halo Infinite, and, and I'm just judging this in a fun way, like I've judged the press conferences differently than like necessarily like a consumer. Like, like I'm looking at it like how fun was that press conference to be at? You know what I mean? Like, we'll get to Bethesda later. They crushed it with some mic drops at the end, but those aren't even games right now. They're just title screens. They're just showing you letters on the screen, and people are crying, okay? It's a psychological... It's a game, but that's fun. That's part of the press conference um, tour de force, as this commenter put it. So anyways, in summation, I thought they did a great job, both because they started with Halo, even though they didn't show a lot from it, but it was kind of like, oh, Halo Infinite, what's that? And then they ended with that banger of Cyberpunk 27, the trailer. Um, and the way they did it too was so cool. Like 
don't know if you saw that, Shay, but it was like at the end of his conference, um, he was Did you like, say 27? What did I say? Cyberpunk 2077. You said 27. <laughs> uh, cy- no, c- Cyberpunk 2077? There you go. Okay, so, so whatever the number. I wish they'd get rid of the stupid number. Does anybody even care about the 20? Or the, I um, do. Okay. It's one oh, more than 76, me. okay? For, okay, all right. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the press conference was like, he was like saying goodbye, but we all kind of knew something was going to happen. You could just feel it because it was like, they're not going to end with this long, boring talk. And then he was just like, dude, everything shut down. Like the conference was being taken over, like being hacked. And uh, all of a sudden, the all the weird like sort of like dos prompts were popping up on the screen like somebody was hacking into their press conference and fish was sitting there and he was reading he's like he, he could i don't know you could see it closer than i could i guess because fish was like it says red projects <gasps> cd project red and then i was like oh my god it's fucking cyberpunk and then it was <laughs> that <laughs> so was, was a cool. great reveal like it was like that slow little reveal you were at that dos prompt like just going through there and then you could just pick out little keywords it reminded me of like fallout Fallout's little hacking system where you pick out keywords. That's what it looked like to me. And I was looking through it and it was all like in red text. I like that he relates he relates hacking to Fallout. <laughs> that's that's your point of reference <laughs> for hacking is Fallout 4. <laughs> Not real actual hacking in any capacity, but the video game version. Of it. <laughs> I don't have experience <sighs> hacking. Yeah, and Animal Crossing fishing is just like real fishing. Pretty much. It actually yeah. is kind of. It is, yeah. yeah, it kind of is. I, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, the trailer was awesome, though. That trailer was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I definitely watched it, and I'm I'm really excited for it. I didn't, I didn't know much about the game, did to be you? honest with you, until E3. Did you? I See, I would have believed that you watched it until you said you definitely watched it. Now I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah. No, he well, definitely watched it, Josh. Each scene. No, I he swear to God, I watched it, He definitely it, watched it. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I have nothing to prove to you, Josh. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was it was a cool trailer. I just I, it was a game I didn't know existed, and now I do, and I'm really hyped on it. Looks great. Yeah. All I need to know yeah. is it's the Witcher people. I mean, you can look at that trailer and be like, that looks really cool. But if you know it's the Witcher people, the thing that drives me crazy about that though is that they the big behind closed doors demo we didn't get to see. And so it became like this big E3 myth. I was sending you guys a lot of those texts. Like it became the, the big thing of the show. Like you gotta go see that gameplay demo for Cyberpunk. It's in a theater and it's like four, 55 minutes long or something. And it's like we didn't get to see that. So I'm st- all I have to do is read about people gushing about it, and it's kind of annoying, honestly. So whatever. Yeah. I'm bitter. <laughs> From what I heard, they had like a character creation um, moment where you can create your character, and then mm-hmm. of course there. That's the first some gameplay in there. First forty-five minutes of the fifty-minute gameplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, customize your character for forty-five minutes. What kind then, uh... of nose do you want? Mm-hmm. That takes a good ten minutes. <laughs> no, I'd imagine all those press people out there probably were like, oh, "I got to get through this real quick just to get to see exactly how the game plays in that game." But right, um, I am upset with like some of the fans out there like saying like, "Oh, they didn't show any of those scenes in, during the nighttime," and I was like. Really? All that shit was still cool looking, but I guess... In uh, Josh is one of those people. <laughs> Josh is one of the people that said that. Well, it's just strange. Just like, right I, I know what they were going for, but it yeah. seemed like more than half of the trailer was during the daytime, which I thought was a strange part mm-hmm. of it. Like, yeah, show it during the day, but it seemed like that wasn't what you'd want to put your emphasis on. That's, 
Right. Yeah, you'd want them to stick their best foot forward as far as yeah. like emulating the cyberpunk type of dystopian, uh, mm-hmm. distant future world. But um, I, it, it, that actually led to like questions for the developers, and they actually, you know, stated that they actually have a day and night cycle going through that game. So mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be absent in that game. Also, the first, per- the fact that it's in first person and it's like. A full-on RPG as well um, has me excited, but some people were like, "Is this game going to be all in first person?" So it's like, um, yes, it is. Just because it's in first-person perspective doesn't make it a first-person a shitty game. I don't under I don't understand. People <sighs> like to see their characters, uh, you know. They will though. That's the, what they CD Projekt Red came out and said. It's it's like mm-hmm. Mass Effect, you know. Like when you have conversations with people, you will see your character all the time. It's just they wanted right. it in first person because the scale of the game. They want when you look up and you see these giant sprawling, you know, glass towers and stuff. They they wanted you to feel that scale. It makes everything feel bigger. Best. Because if you're playing, yeah. like, you know, like, unless they play like tight over the shoulder camera, everything is going to seem smaller because the camera's got to be, you know, farther away, higher up. Um, right. And if it's right over the shoulder, you're just staring at your character half the time, and not the world you're in so yeah i'm 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 100 behind that decision but yeah i am too yeah yeah i think a lot of the witcher fans are traditional rpg fans and they probably don't play a lot of shooters so i assume that's where some of that backlash comes from if i had to guess um, yeah i think that's likely silly. enough yeah just because yeah it's a but yeah I, i'm with you guys if you if you go out there and read all the details about people who saw that behind closed doors demo like like, I was listening to Austin Walker, who's one of my favorite people at, from Vice, used to be a giant bomb, and he's talking about how he couldn't even, desc- that it was so dense in the city, he couldn't even, it was, like, overwhelming, the amount of shit that was just happening in this city, uh, which is, is just really cool to hear. If they can, now, guided demos are always tricky, because, you know, you want to see the actual game, it's a controlled experience, but... Mm-hmm. The fact that they had a demo there where they were showing gameplay, character creation, side quests, vehicles, exploration... Like that's that makes me that gives me a lot of hope that that game is farther along than we thought it was. That game sounds like it's a lot more um, done than yeah than I than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that sounds likely. Although it doesn't sound like it's polished at all. If they're just doing a guided gameplay thing, because. What that says to me is they didn't want it on the floor for everyone there to break the game and go back talking about how it's this buggy, you know, just mess, which yeah. a guided gameplay, you know. Well, yeah, I think you just watched thing. it. I don't think people were allowed to play it. They were just oh. watching somebody else. Yeah. 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 You see, that? that's that's what that sounds like to me. It sounds like content-wise, they're probably pretty far along, but still have a lot to mm-hmm. a lot to work on. So that's cool. Can't wait to see gameplay of that thing. It sucks that we got left out, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the game of the show for most people that actually got to see the demo. But we're just consumers. We didn't get to. A um, couple other. I'm going through the, the announcements here, see if there's anything big. We briefly talked about Sekiro. Cuphead. Cuphead. Well, we can do that first. Yeah, cut that. Cuphead DLC. That shocked me. I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. I mean, there wasn't much reveal yeah. other than yeah. a new character and a new aisle, but that's good enough for me. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped on that. It'll be just enough That's time between when um, Josh and I last played, and I think when it comes out, that I personally will be ready for it. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'll be ready for a patch for it anyway, if nothing else. So. A patch? <laughs> I know are you, you still would. Compl- what are you complaining about now, Josh? God damn it. <laughs> nothing, because I'm not going back to it, you know, for anything else. We'll, we'll see what the new content brings. I'll probably uh, still go back and play that, because new bosses sound. How do you patch a perfect game, Josh? Can you tell me By that? fixing everything about it that isn't perfect. Well, like what? Like all the random elements that... Yeah. It's intentionally random. Hey, guys, is this, e- is this E3 talk? Mm-hmm. I don't okay. think so. I <laughs> uh, just having fun. Um, a couple other quick comments here. Gilbeezy Skit said, Solid show. Definitely showed a commitment to games and gamers. As an M- Xbox One owner, I'm happy. As a Game Pass subscriber, I'm happy. Looking forward to the next couple of years. Um, side note, whoever edited that Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer needs to be fired. Um... Dragon Star 250 and Halo, we got a small glimpse of gameplay with the hog at the end. But did we? I don't really feel like we got a great glimpse of uh, gimps. I don't feel like we got a great glimpse of gameplay. Um, yeah, the gimps. The gimps making his return. Fish? Yeah, Fish perked up when he heard the gimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's... <laughs> the problem was that it was first-person gameplay from the gimp, and it was just, you know... Oh, uh, yeah. Only so much to be seen. That's always, you know, it does make things bigger. I mean, Fish can tell you, anybody who's been in first person around him when he pulls his pants off makes it look a lot bigger than it really is. Um, I don't think you quite said, got that, but whatever. Oh, I, I was just flipping it around, Josh. Okay. Come on. Um, for me, uh, Getaway Games said, for me, it was absolutely their best E3 conference ever. Five out of five. Long-running franchises like Gears and Halo seem to be going in incredibly interesting directions. The announcement of five new studios is mind-blowing, and unexpected announcements like Nier and Kingdom Hearts 3, Devil May Cry 5, plus games like Ori looked amazing. Um, good points. Uh, Spider-Man 95, without a doubt, their best conference this generation. So, how'd you guys feel about a couple of those games that commenter mentioned? Let's start with Devil May Cry 5. Any thoughts on that from you guys? I'm looking oh, forward to good. it. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. the reboot of it was really good. I kind of felt like they got back to what made the series good for, you know, the first couple games that has been missing for so long. Um, really, the first game. Even just going on to the second and third, it started going drastically downhill. But yeah, the DMC reboot was really good, and I'm expecting good things from 5 if they can you know, keep up that, that sort of level of quality. So. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, agreed. I'll try it out. Don't have a strong affinity there. Um, what about, Ooh, gears five is interesting because I like that they're moving to a female character. Um, one of the things we talked about on the, on the Twitch stream, uh, Shay was that like, we were always like, when it came to, uh, oh, he's about to leave. He's about to go somewhere. I can see him. jumping. <laughs> uh, where you, where you running to? Shay? No, I'm not going anywhere. I was just stretching <laughs> my legs. Uh, uh, no, I killed myself. Lost a train. Oh yeah. So Gears Five. Um, one of the things that we talked about on the Twitch stream was that the Gears of War world has always been interesting, and the monsters have always been super interesting. But we just have always hated the characters and the story. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, maybe you know, it's a, there's a female lead this time, which I think is cool. That's a nice fresh. Um, take as long as she's not surrounded by meatheads the whole time which she probably will be unfortunately um but that's, that's nice that's disgusting what she's gonna be surrounded by meatheads yeah 
well, you know, just I should probably have all the usual cast of football players. You're you're missing around. the joke. You're missing the joke. Well, I is there a joke there? There is, Josh. You just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh God, this is gotta love it. Uh, gotta love uh, all of it. <laughs> um. I feel like you still don't get the joke, but I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna let it ride. At least Josh got it. Uh, I can just can I just pretend that I got it and just maybe I did, maybe I didn't. We'll leave it alone. Talking about the tip of the penis, Morgan. The meat head. Well, I was hoping that wasn't the actual joke, but I guess usually I guess I did know it after. I guess. I guess I did know it after all. Um, so, yeah, the, the one thing I didn't know about just here, because I didn't play Gears 4, somebody was talking about this, I was reading some articles, there was little things in that world that are interesting, like, there's a, an off comment that the the female character in Gears 4 makes where she's walking by, she sees a poster, and it's talking about how there's, like, fertility issues in the world, and she might be signed up for, like, this, like, sort of forced breeding thing, like, it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic, it sounds like the, the post-apocalyptic world in Gears has a lot of these really interesting scenarios that we never learn about because the whole game is just meathead grunts and shoots things for 10 hours and it's just frustrating as hell so anyways gears 5 is announced what do you guys feel about the trailer the announcement anything any thoughts i felt nothing i'm dead inside no stirring in the loins okay no, no stirring of nothing yeah yeah they're none of those trailers inspired confidence it looked like more of the same to me mm. Mm. Yeah, they did. Did they? I don't think they really showed any intense like gunfire fights or anything like that. Um, but it has been a while for me for a Gears of War game. The last Gears of War game I played was uh, Gears of War Two. But I don't know. I'm a little excited. I, I'm curious about it. Um, so a little arousal. There's a little, there's a little lump in there. A little. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. small perk. Yeah. There's always a little lump, but it's it's a little activity, I should say. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Fish. Like, if they have a female lead, and maybe if I get an Xbox One X at some point and that game looks incredible, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not super optimistic. Um, Sadistic J said, Loved it. So many great looking games with five new studios. That was awesome. Very excited for Xbox. That's what Shay was talking about earlier with the studio acquisitions. Just C85 said, Tunic really caught my eye. Now, Josh and Fish really seem to enjoy Tunic. When they saw that, that was the only game I saw Fish go, ah, he had this like delightfully, gleefully um, <laughs> expression or noise that he made. I should, I should cut that, edit out that at some point. So yeah, Tunic, you guys have any thoughts on Tunic? You want the kind of a Zelda-esque looking thing for Xbox? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's aesthetic to that game is what really pops out uh, in Tunic. It's, it's like this well-colored um i don't know how to describe it but like seeing the trees and the character move around no 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 you describe it you try and describe it god damn it it's it looks like it's like this weirdly if you took like uh maybe the original zelda game and just gave it like a 1999 uh passover with the absolute best graphics Maybe that's how it would look like, but then go over it with like a 4K resolution upresing, and you get like this weird. You're just flapping around. You're just flapping up. <laughs> it kind of like what a water. What did you describe it? Well, that's so you didn't like the art direction. Kind of had like a 
sort of a painting kind of a look to me, but like sort of distorted, like a surreal sort painting. Of. Like it was sort of like, yeah. Well, it's um, more like, it was like hallucinogenic people. almost to me. Whoa. I don't know what you <laughs> saw. <laughs> like, like eth Ooh. ethereally hallucinogenic. I want to put that on the box. Okay. Um, you don't have the right to put that on the box, but you can send them an email. I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Josh, how would you describe the way the game looks? Come on. It's what do you low got? poly Legend of Zelda. Like, it looks like Zelda 1, but low poly. Like, instead of doing okay. pixel art, it's uh, kind of like a top-down isometric low poly game. But, you know, um, newer particle I don't quite remember stuff. it. But was there like, did you move in squares or was it like fully? No, it was full, full movement. On it was. It looked like full. Full movement. Yeah. Full movement. Yeah. Yeah. That made it. It made it. It made the combat look a lot more fluid. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Like they, they could do a lot more with uh, the combat in that game. Yeah, that's one of the hardest things about the original Zelda at this point is that the original original Zelda is completely locked down to orthogonal movement. Like, the sword even doesn't... It doesn't swing. It stabs. He has a sword that yeah, stabs yeah, in one yeah. direction. Yep. So the hardest part of that game is your movement to make sure you, you know, dodge dodge moves and then move yourself in a position to actually be able to hit back is the hardest part of that game these days. Uh, and, and this is not... Not going for something like that. They're not remaking Zelda 1. They're just kind of taking that aesthetic and... Apparently going somewhere else with it, because it looks like it's bringing on some of the, like, you know, unknown language type mysterious elements that are uh, really only in, you know, indie games at this point. Like, I I've not seen a big game really do anything like that in over a decade. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Well were you, there was like a hidden language in there, you mean? Like yeah. mysterious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No Man's Sky did it. No Man's Sky had those uh, things where you would translate that hidden language. Remember that? Eh, that was like a collectathon to find a new alien word. Uh, and not really the same thing. We'll see how um, they implement it, but. Yeah, they are just... you guys not offended by the fact that it looks like I, I hate the fact that they dressed that fox up to look exactly like Link? Like, look at his shield, look at his tunic. Like, I feel like they're just sucking on people's heartstrings. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna make our cute little fox dress up just like Link. Isn't that a little cheap? Doesn't that rub you guys the wrong way a little bit? No, uh, the whole thing looks like it's gonna be fairly subversive compared to the original. At least from what they've shown so far, it looks like it's got a really dark tone considering the main character is a fox. Um, so. I don't know. I just know why I had to make him dress up exactly like Link. But whatever, whatever. Um, sounds like you guys are pretty jazzed about that one, so judging from your reactions. A mm -hmm. um, couple more quick ones here, and we can move on. Corn in space said, normally I want to throw my wall set. <laughs> normally I want to throw my wallet at my TV in times like this, but I want to throw my bank account at the screen. Wow, they were really impressed with it. I don't want to give Microsoft their whole bank account. Um, Cousin Skeeter Nine said, "Good conference. I couldn't be more excited for Dying Light Two. I want to know more about the new Halo." Um, so Dying Light I Two is 
Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought no, you're you fine. Go ahead. No, you don't. No, I was going to say, I'm hyped for Dying Light 2 as well, and I'm even more hyped on his name. Cousin Skeeter 9 reminds <laughs> me of Doug from mm-hmm. the Saturday <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> must be it. He's going to give Patty his man mayonnaise. All right, let's see here. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> too far? Oh, God. Uh, Isn't her last name mayonnaise? You she said already it. has all the mayonnaise she needs. <laughs> literally. Oh, sorry, Doug. Oh, literally. Not quite literally, but. Not quite. I guess. I don't know what word I'd use instead of literally, but I guess not. No. He's gonna he's gonna skeeter his mayonnaise all over. Stop. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. This is probably the most depraved podcast we've had in a while, and I feel like I say that every week. Oh. Mm. Those are three characters oh. in that show. I just put them all together. What about the bad guy? What was his name again? Roger? Uh, Roger. Roger. Okay, God, this is this Roger. is the Doug Funny podcast. Now we got to divert here. Um. Anyways, lots you guys of remember that. There. You guys yeah. remember that song "Banging on a Trash Can"? Banging on a trash yeah. can. Something Strumming in the street, on a street light. light. <laughs> Why do we remember all this bullshit? What the <laughs> fuck? Right. I don't remember sh- like a quarter of the shit I learned in college, but I definitely remember those songs from Doug. <laughs> God. Yeah, that show does not hold up. I went back and watched it with my daughter recently, and it is the animation is hard to look at now. Um, but hey, who cares? It doesn't matter if it holds up because my memories are already tainted. Um, back to three. Dying back Light to three. Um, Dying Light two. Forza yeah. Horizon four. Uh, I have a, a poll I can interject here as well. Uh, I'm trying to interject the polls in interesting ways this week, just to not just save time, but um, have it be a little more organic. Um, so let's do Sekiro real quick and Forza Horizon. So Sekiro is the game we've been hyped forever. We had the little teaser at the Game Awards. We all wanted to know what the next From Software game was going to be. Makers of Bloodborne and Dark Souls. And we had a feeling it was either going to be Bloodborne 2 or something new. And this is it. It's like a, it's set in like a traditional, like almost like feudal Japanese setting. But um, it has, it's not historical. They've come out and said this is not a historical game. Thank God. It's just sort of their fusion of their craziness in that world. Sort of like Bloodborne was like their take on like a gothic sort of thing um so that's just the setting but everything looks depraved and vile and gross like all the enemies look like just disgusting creatures um and it looks like a lot faster like just from the gameplay trailer they showed it looks like a much faster bloodborne a little more action focused i was actually reading there's no leveling up which is kind of depressing there's no like leveling up or stats or anything like that which kind of threw me through a loop so how did you guys feel about uh sekiro i'll throw to you first i mean fish you're a big bloodborne guy how are you feeling about sekiro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm excited man like it's been a while since i've played you know a souls game um dark souls 3 was my last game that i've played and i've been itching to go back to bloodborne as well to try and beat it i'm pretty close to the end but um yeah, uh, I, I you're a fake Bloodborne the... fan. You never finished Bloodborne. <laughs> Boo! I love that fucking game, but yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Apparently, you don't love it enough. I don't. I'm I get it. Eight, eight I get hours it. into the game, I would say I love the game. Um, I so. didn't finish it apparently. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, they they introduce like some like 
new like mobility dodges that are seem very fast paced the combat looks a lot more fast paced um so it, it, they're changing it up a little bit uh to their or you know their core type of gameplay which has always been slow and methodical uh type of gameplay with you know small dodges just to get out of the way of uh enemies this one just looks like it's a lot more fast paced which uh, i'm curious to see how from software pulls it off but i have great faith in them because mm-hmm. the gameplay in their previous games have all been phenomenal yeah true um, yeah, good point and, and and also the settings as well um it looks like it's set in like a feudal Japan type of setting, and I'm very curious to see their take, you know, as far as what feudal Japan inspiration will give them. Because, um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, something that's historic. It's going to be something more dark fantasy. Um, so with, you know, roots inside of uh, feudal Japan, because you are playing like the samurai looking guy who has like a a weird like skeletal arm held together by like bloody sinew and everything but um yeah that that game really got me excited in that uh microsoft conference yeah josh you echo those sentiments i don't want to step on your secure i mean you're a big bloodborne dark souls fellow yeah i'm interested to see new stuff from them like i was initially hoping to see bloodborne 2 something along those lines but i think this is going to kind of scratch a similar itch especially like fish was saying this one looks again more fast-paced their whole series has been more fast-paced since bloodborne when they you know made a new engine and kind of were able to you know change up the way their games played from then uh yeah it looks good it looks good there's not a lot not a lot shown but just just knowing them as a developer i'm excited right and um, they're actually uh developing another game for vr strictly which is weird yeah uh, you saw it josh at the sony conference i think mm-hmm. i forgot what it was called but it was a vr game and it had like yeah it's like weird... dosimir or something i saw it too it starts with a d it's like a weird it looks like, like one of those um it was a, first like, person sort of like environmental storytelling yeah, it was like a games. dawson's creek fan mm-hmm. game or something <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Dawson, Dawson's Creek, yeah. Sunset type of few areas, gen- yeah. Few, few generations behind, but, you know, they got they got James Vanderbeek to reprise his role, so I think mm-hmm. they'll be fine. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah it's just, it's just weird to see in. that. Just weird to see From Software actually uh, doing a VR game. I'm curious to see what exactly that is. If it's just a small team type of effort or, you know... The, whatever but or whatever mm. yeah or whatever no i, I agree I, like they kind of stretch their creative muscles of a, a small vr like intimate sort of game that doesn't look vile or gross at all interesting to see very weird um didn't get a lot of press um i'll try to look up the name in a second here when we're as we continue to talk um one of the polls i slipped in this week every tuesday at sword chomp on our instagram page you can vote in our polls and we read the results on every podcast and this week of course was all e3 themed i said in one of our polls microsoft thinks we care more about forza than we actually do came back 70 percent yes um which i think is <laughs> i you know no offense to forza because i you guys know i love those games but um after playing two of them i'm like okay i've pretty much played all of them so uh yeah you know, that's their show pony that they're riding into the ground at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know why they keep making realistic racing games. Like, ever since Gran Turismo 2, they all should have stopped. Just, just no, we're done, you've peaked, don't try anymore. And they keep trying. Well, I, I appreciate the joke, even though I don't agree with it. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. But, um... No, I see what you're saying. It's Forza Horizon 4 at least is an arcade kind of game, and they're doing some open-world stuff, but I mean, come on. As much as Microsoft wants us to be excited about that, it's just a racing game. I even enjoy those games, and I'm just like, it's just a fucking racing game. If Unless there's something really unique to it, you're not going to get it. Nah, a ton of people like those games. It's just we're not the clientele. That's all it is to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are a ton of people who like racing yeah. games. I, one of my but, old roommates yes. used to really, really get down on uh, Forza and Gran Turismo, so... Well, I, I do, too. Like, remember, remember, like, how much I loved Forza 4 and Forza Horizon? For, like, I... Eh, yeah, but, like, that was, like, a fleeting love. Like, you're not really... You're not really, at the end of the day, into cars. You're not really into all of that kind of... That culture, I guess, is the best way I could put it. And there are people who are, so... It's. I think it's smart for them because yeah. Gran Turismo, the newest Gran Turismo, I believe, is due to come out very soon for the PlayStation if it hasn't already yet come out. I know. I know. At the end of 2016, there was one announced. Um, I don't know if it's come out yet, but I think for them it makes sense. Like they're trying. I think. I know we talked about earlier. They weren't. We said they aren't trying to compete with Sony, per se. But I still think there are parts that where they are like maybe individual titles they're trying to you know go one-to-one and I feel like Gran yeah. Turismo and Forza is one of those series mm-hmm. I guess I'm just always surprised that they spotlight it as much as they do and I think that it's partly because that's one of their few exclusives that people like and I also think that it's partly because you know it's sort of like this Shay I would say um <sighs> People love, like, let's say, like, um, the Madden game. Let's let's put it this way. There has been 11, if you count the four Horizon games and the seven Forza games, there's been 11 Forza games, I think, in the past decade. That is insane. And they're pretty similar. So mm-hmm. I guess that's my only point. It's not that I actually enjoy those games, but as a consumer, I'm like, what's what's really going to get me excited about this other than, eh, if I have Game Pass and it's, for, and it's on there, I might as well give it a shot, you know? Which I guess is part of their weird plan. <laughs> At the end of the day, hey, you got Game Pass because all their exclusives are supposed to come to Game Pass, right? And this should be one of yeah. them. So yeah, I, it makes sense. Like you're alluding to, it's to me, it's the equivalent of another sports game, um, yeah. or a shooter game where they just come out yearly, and that's fine. It's not yeah. for me. It's for someone else. It's like the same thing. Like if they were to showcase Farming Simulator 2019. Could give a fuck less, but you know there are a ton of people who like those games. Mm-hmm. We're just not yeah. their clientele. Yes, yeah. And I guess my only po- that's agreed 100%. And I guess my only thing I was trying to say with the poll was, yeah, I, I, they're cool games, but I think Microsoft thinks that the world cares more about them than they do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's that fair. Was, that's all. I think that's fair, yeah. Um, but, okay, so overall, though, um, I, is there anything you guys... We can... We can move on to the next press conference. I'm looking through my notes here. There's nothing really big that I think that we missed. Is there anything really important you guys want to mention about Microsoft before we move on? I, I never really played the first one, and I've been wanting to. I just never made time. I'm, I'm actually excited about the uh, the second Ori. Um, I know the Ori, first one yeah, is a game yeah, I would really like. 
So I need to I need to actually Me sit too. down and play that game because I you, know this, yeah, I know do. that's a it's, game that's right in my my wheelhouse. It I is excellent. For it. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, it's definitely worth. And definitely I, worth it was all time. it was all hand painted, wasn't it? it? All of it was hand painted, hundred percent. If I remember correctly, uh, I'm not. I'm. I couldn't tell you. I. I, I'm possibly, pretty sure I heard that possibly. it was 100% hand I know there are particle effects. It's a beautiful away. game, yeah. I know there are particle infect, effects and stuff for, like, all the attacks, but at least I'm pretty yeah. sure they're particle effects, but probably yeah. everything else. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to jump on with the second one. I'm not going to go back and play the first one, but I'm, I agree with you, Shay. I've never jumped on before, and just the music and how they're fine-tuning it, that I'm definitely going to play the second Ori because it looks, it does look really cool. Well, I mean, there's plenty of time between now and when it comes out for me that I would like to, because actually I was talking about this the other day with a a friend, how like with the Dead Space series that I jumped into two and I went back and played one and I played the hell out of one and I absolutely loved it. And in retrospect, I wish I would have played the first one first or, you know, with like Uncharted 4, I wish I would have played the older ones. So. If if I know I'm gonna like Ori, I want to go back and play it. So, but I get it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's game. fair. Every, we I definitely just get, have other yeah. games to mention too. We definitely have other games to mention too. We totally missed Fallout seventy six. We missed well, the that's new gonna come up on Bethesda's conference. Battle, that Battletoads okay, announcement was weird. It was just an announcement, but it was definitely shocking. It was uh, yeah, definitely. It's it was not awesome. Yeah. That's bizarre. That I feel like that was, I feel like that's low key one of the bigger announcements at E3 that hasn't been talked about a lot. Like, Battletoads is such a huge people game. Care about, I don't think people care about Battletoads as much as we, we might because we have childhood memories. But I just, I don't know. And do you even really care that much like about Battletoads if you're honest with yourself? I enjoy I enjoyed Battletoads and it would be cool to play another one. Uh, absolutely, I think it's great. Uh, you know, like in the era right now. I think we're we're like in that era of gaming right at the moment where everything's kind of like all the old stuff is being re-greenlighted. All things are being remade or remastered. Uh, there things are getting sequels that we would have even thought mm-hmm. about. Like uh, Devil May Cry was like one that I didn't expect, but it's cool. It's cool. I I don't have an affinity for, it, but like with Battletoads, it's in the wheelhouse. Of being made. I mean, it's, we're we're in that era right now, so it's cool. Great I'm music. Excited. Battletoads had great music at the time. It had great music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that '90s Ninja Turtle <laughs> type of music. I don't know Dude, how to describe it. Fam- but yeah, I, the composer right. of of Battletoads is what I'm gonna look him up because he's one of my favorites, and I can't remember who it was. I remember reading about it one day, being like, "That guy did the music for Battletoads." Like that totally makes sense because it was someone that I loved. Anyways. Um, you're right. This is a good time for the quick hitters. Anything that we missed, but uh, anything else? Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, if we're not going to mention Fallout right now, no. I got the Bethesda press conference next. Cool. So cool. I'll wait. Not going to skip Fallout. I know that um, you and both a millions and millions of people out there. <laughs> yeah, we get millions of listeners, but that is the game that everyone just when I talked about to people personally, they were all about that. That Bethesda press conference was something else. Um, yeah, Josh, I think it was David Wise. I'm actually looking up right now. The legendary composer of Donkey Kong Country, which would make perfect sense. Um, anyway, so Bethesda, they had a pretty amazing press conference. Me and Josh, this year, my big thought with Bethesda, Josh, I remember watching it with you, was that last year, I was like, 
Bethesda has their own press press conference. This is kind of weird. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. And this year was the first time I was like, Bethesda can not only have a press conference, they can hold their fucking own, man. Like they they yeah. they are growing at a crazy rate. Um, and they can fill basically an out two hour press conference, um, with no problem. And so it was it was super fun to watch. How'd you guys feel about it? Yeah, yeah, I was, especially compared to the other publisher press conferences, like not the not the console, not the big three, but all the rest of them, mm-hmm. they were pretty pathetic. Um, yeah, yeah, the Bethesda one was actually surprisingly good, surprisingly good. Um, I mean, I tweeted this out at the time, but. Yeah, like just that that Skyrim um Mike drop at the end. <laughs> yeah, the the Skyrim well oh, the sketch was good too. The Skyrim with the sketch and, with, yeah, with, yeah. with with Key was just that was so perfect. Like just making fun of themselves that well for having put Skyrim on everything and re released it, you know, two hundred and eighteen times <laughs> at this point. Did you get a chance to see that, Shay? Did you see the Skyrim sketch with Key? I no, I hadn't seen the sketch. It like basically, I haven't oh, watched. Oh no! I haven't watched no. any of like the announcements. I just watched the trailers. Mm. Like I, I, I'm not the type of like to be you honest with you, you. And I know it's gonna be a little blasphemic, but I, I don't really get down on watching E3 or like the, those type of announcement yeah. shows. Like I, just, it's, the, it's not for me. Too. I don't yeah. like it. I just I like watching the trailers. That's what Fish said too. If we if we had that philosophy, we wouldn't have had Fish doing any of the press conferences with us. He said the same damn thing. Well, I was I was at work. Also, to be fair, so <laughs> what the time zone difference? Well, now yeah, we know. No, if I, I don't watch it. with us. It's against your will. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll turn that around. Maybe one day you'll change your mind. Who knows? Maybe. But this year is not that year. Obviously, <laughs> it's coming past. Yeah, as long as you're in Japan, you'll be free of that. Um, free, free. Slipped out the back there. Uh, no, it's pretty cool. You should watch it. We should send that to you after the show because it's pretty, pretty entertaining. He's playing Skyrim on a fridge at one point, a Samsung smart fridge. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, they have a good self-awareness for their brand and everything. Uh, so let's run down some of the fun announcements before, you know, we'll save that mic drop Elder Scrolls thing because we have a lot to say about that. And so do our listeners, um, till the end of this little section. But the, so Fallout 76 was the big one that they talked about at large. Everyone was waiting for that. They had the big banners in front of E3. They broke down this game for like 20 minutes, like specifically detailing like how the multiplayer was going to work, how it was different from other Fallout games, how they're going to support it. Like, did you watch all that, Shay? Like the breakdown of the game and everything? Like I said, I just watched a trailer. I don't watch a breakdown of it, to be honest with you. Um, well, it was basically... They explained how the multiplayer was going to work with friends. Um, basically, the idea is that you're escaping with a fallout shelter, escaping from the fallout shelter, and everyone that escapes is a real person. So there's not going to be any NPCs in the game. That's my understanding. Only... Except probably enemies. I believe the enemies would be are just creatures and stuff, from what I've seen. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those will um, be NPCs. So... Yeah, no characters, which means I guess there's no dialogue hey, option. Why wouldn't there be NPCs? I mean, it, it's set up as like a multiplayer type of setting, almost like a MMO. Like I'd imagine you would want to get quests and stuff. Like yeah, there has to yeah, be NPCs in there. 
Yeah, that would actually make sense. Like, I was just thinking about that. I was trying to process that. If you go to a town, like, players aren't going to run the towns. That's part, of, that's part of the whole charm of Fallout, is going to those towns and getting right. missions. Or yeah, but this, keep- is not, mm. this is not your typical Fallout experience, and that's one thing that people have to understand. Yeah, um, but- it's very... Every every MMO has NPCs. Every single MMO. Has it NPCs. doesn't look like they're doing an MMO. It really looks closer no. to Sea of Thieves is with with what they're doing. It looks like you're going to be on a regular size Fallout map with a handful of people, a few dozen people, and you kind of yeah. Go it off says and right here, thing. Fallout seventy six will not include NPCs, just other gamers. Huh? Yeah. How well, how do you get quests? Um. Yeah, well, that's then, you, you don't. There are no like that's yeah. What they're getting so it's, at. it's like you just go off, do whatever you want. That's weird because they also stated that it's also going to have. You could also play it solo as well. Um, well you can. You can't. Like, Why would you see want thieves. to? Just yeah, hop on there t- and screw around. Hmm. Yeah, but see if these has NPCs. It does, and it has progression, and I don't know what exactly they're getting at that you could possibly do other than screw around with your friends. I'm so so it's like I'm so yeah. fucking mixed on this announcement right now. Mm-hmm. Like for the exact reason you're saying, like you can hop on here and you screw go, here around, go, but go. that's this not that's that's not why I like Fallout. So Well then you're but that's important. He said that in the thing. He was like it's important to realize that this is not a traditional Fallout game. Yeah. Um like it's it's odd. Like the whole 76 it looks like it's gonna be fun like to kind of get in there screw around but one of the things that's always been interesting about the fallout series is just the dark comedy in it like because you're you're essentially playing as the bad guys in all those games like yes and it's pretty self-aware about that and in this one you get out of your vault and you all go and you know immediately murder everyone because of course that's what you're gonna do. It's it it really looks like it's kind of its own thing, kind of completely completely divorced from everything that you were talking about, like all the all the story stuff going on and everything. It looks it looks really sandboxy from everything they've shown so far. Yeah, and like weird things. Uh, for example, this might help, and we're all gonna learn more about this in the in the time that comes. But this is straight from Todd Howard. He said. There are no NPCs, so that's one big difference that we've really leaned on, which every character you see is a real person, but there are still robots and terminals and holotapes. Um, whether Fallout 76 features quests is more of a complicated question to answer. After all, with no actual NPCs in the world, there's very little framework for creating overt ways for Bethesda to direct players with intent. That's not to say that there isn't authored content within Fallout 76, only that finding it will be up to the player to find and piece together. So this is going to be a weird new thing. I think that a lot of people that like Fallout might not enjoy this game, but I think what they're trying to do is bring in that big Sea of Thieves kind of fan base, that Destiny fan base. Those people like to get together to play multiplayer games. The problem like that I agree with Shay is, the reasons I love Fallout are not this. This still looks cool, but this is like taking away the two things I love the most about Fallout, so maybe it's not super appealing to me. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel similar in that yeah. regard because it's it's such a like it feels like what you're alluding to like with the Sea of Thieves or Destiny thing or even Minecraft, like why the Fallout world? Why why choose 
that universe to do that in. Like, I would feel like a much better place to do that would be actually Elder Scrolls, which they have, obviously, with Elder Scrolls Online, um, to some degree. But it just Fallout doesn't feel like the right world for that. And, well... I'm trying. I'm trying to keep an open know. mind I, about I it. I think it is because I. I think a lot of people who played. I mean, really. I mean, you look at it. It really caught on with three. Like the first two games mm-hmm. had all that characterization, all that really dark storytelling, in games that were not mass appeal, where you couldn't, you know. Like, I feel like there are a lot of people who have skipped every single cutscene in the last two fall. You know, not. Two, three. What? I don't. Who would do that? In the last Fallout games? Yeah, that I'm. I'm crazy. sure there are. I am 100 percent sure there are. The, I don't. And people are shame. <laughs> yes, but um, I mean, they think this is the audience, and they're the ones selling the game. They have to be getting feedback on all this stuff. So, I definitely think yeah, and I think they probably want to tap into that market. Like Bethesda's growing, right? They have their own press conference. I think they look at it like maybe there's an untapped market there um, that we can use our world. Like, think, I like the concept. I don't know how I'm going to like the game, but the idea of us all sitting down, sit, sitting down one night and being inside of a shelter and then just leaving it together and be like, okay, we're out in the world. It's just us guys and, uh, and other real people, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, let's, let's figure this out. That sounds cool. That's a cool idea, and I think that Sea of Thieves, games like Sea of Thieves, no, I can't talk. Games like Sea of Thieves are inspiring these kind of games Thea because of they're just Sea of Thea, Thea of Thieves. That's the sequel. Um, games like Sea of Thieves are inspiring this kind of crazy, um, vague multiplayer creativity, which is cool. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the ideas are are interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I I just I don't know how. And I think this was kind of my my response, like how I felt when I heard Sea of Thieves was going to come out. I don't know how lo- long I would want to play a game like that. You know, uh, same oh, with like, this, Fallout, the cra- <laughs> this Fallout 76 game. So, like I said, I want to keep an open mind because it could be a really good game and I could just be holding on to the past. You know, like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas were awesome, awesome games. Um, I love them and maybe I want more of that story-driven type of stuff. Fallout 4 had its moments where the the story was just spectacular and it it was kind of bogged down by a lot of the settlement building stuff and a lot of and the, the game or the story was pretty short to be honest with you too so i mean there there was some interspersed yeah good story moments story beats mm-hmm. in there and maybe i'm just hoping for more of that and at the end of Dude. the day the where where the game the game cult or the the era of gaming we're in right now, that's not the focus. And that's what Bethesda's probably leaning into, and I'm just hoping for the era of 10 years ago, how gaming was. Well, so. I, I would say this, Shay. I, I, I would say that you don't have to worry about them only being one or the other. I think that in reality, what they'll probably do, because it's not called Fallout 5, is they're probably going to do both. They're probably going to lean into this, and they'll probably still get a Fallout 5 that'll make you happy, I hope. Um, I think they're just trying to spread the pie around. Like, we're still getting an Elder Scrolls 6, even though there's an Elder Scrolls Online. You know what I mean? So I feel like they're trying to invade all... Bethesda's getting greedy. They're kind of like Blizzard. They want to just expand everywhere, uh, which is... Can't blame them. They're doing a great job. But I think that's yeah. the idea. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get too hung up on this. Um, like I said, uh, Fallout's one of my favorite series. 
Um, I'm just I'm I'm being cautious right now, and I'm gonna wait until more yes, comes out. Yes. Yeah. The nicest thing I can say about it is I said the same thing to you. I said when we talked about Sea of Three, Sea of Thieves last E3, I said I keep saying Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. The, remember the last E3, we talked about our favorite games, and I was like, you know what? Sea of Thieves might end up just being one fun night, and that's okay. But it has turned into four months of fun weekends, so I didn't expect that. So you never know. You never know. Might surprise us. Um, okay, so well, um, the next thing I... Did you see the, the Skyrim or the Skyrim Blades stuff, um, Shay? Yes, I saw it, and it looks, it looks kind of cool. I'm like... Uh, I don't think it's something that I would, I don't know. It's designed for mobile, correct? If I, if I remember correctly seeing that it's designed strictly for mobile. It's on mobile, Uh, but it's going to be on everything. VR. It's going to be on VR. It's going to be on everything. That he was showing the guy playing it on a phone against somebody in VR. Like that's what it's, but it's, it's, it looked like he was showing it off at first on the phone. Like you're not going to believe how this plays on the phone. So that was the hook. And then he kind of transitioned into. It's gonna be everywhere. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, it, it looks be- like it looks cool, but I don't. I don't think I'd play it on my cell phone because I feel like that's a huge drain of battery and that's a huge drain on my resources. Like if I'm on the if I'm on the train, I'm not gonna play that game because it's gonna drain my my gigs of data like crazy. But hmm. I think it's something I would definitely try out. You know, like if there's a demo or something like that, I would definitely try it out and. It'll probably hook me. Like, if I'm being honest, like right now, I'm going to talk objectively and be like, nah, I won't play it, but I'll fucking play the demo. It looks like the old Ultima games. Be like, guys. Yeah, it kind of does. It looks like the old Ultima games, which is not a bad thing. Um, But I don't know. Like, it's, it's also not something I really need more of in my life either, is more Ultima games. Um,. So yeah, I don't know. It it seems like a stopgap to keep people safe. The, the the thing that intrigues me about it, I'll try it on the phone just to see what it feels like. But I'm with you. I don't really want to sit around playing a game on my phone all day. But the thing that intrigues me is in VR, the issue I had with Skyrim was it felt like playing an old game in VR. If they're building this as a new game, I'm hoping that it looks better in VR. And that could be interesting to me um, as a VR consumer. But I wouldn't say I'm like over the moon about it or anything like that. So. I... Okay, but I don't know how a phone game in VR is really going to feel all that state-of-the-art. <laughs> well, I imagine that even on the phone, it probably looks better than Skyrim looked in 2011. You know what I mean? Like, if they're building it for the ground up from the phone. I, I would imagine. Skyrim is pretty old, and it looks pretty bad. I mean, I played it recently, so. Um, objective. I don't know. I haven't played it recently, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that kind of keeps Maybe those don't. relevant are the texture the patches and and a lot of the well on the PC you can get texture packages that make them look much mm-hmm. more modern, keep them keep them around, that, which is that, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. It, yeah. Textures can't hide old they can't hide old gameplay. Um you know what the um the interesting thing that I like about games like this, little little blips, is that we'll be able to talk about it on the show. It'll make a fun show. You know, Skyrim Blades. We'll be downloading it on our phone and trying it out. It'll be, it'll be a fun podcast. Dude, it's been a while since Fish we've had one of those mobile us, phone episodes. Yeah, Fish will be telling us <laughs> about know. it for the next 18 months after that. 
Fish you mean you mean Shay because I still play Elder Scrolls yeah. Legends Shay is card game like every day. Fi- <laughs> Fish only plays the Fish only plays the bad mobile games. Okay, oh, so yeah. I, I think that he'll be. Hey okay. now, <laughs> watch your mouth. He's, I can't believe you're still playing Candy Crush Fish after all these years. <laughs> they still they still support that game. They come out with regular updates. Mm-hmm. I don't see why you can't play that game forever. Why why aren't you petitioning for Flappy Bird to make its comeback? Flappy Bird. Oh. Uh I'm at, I'm actually in development of that game right now. Um got to keep it hush hush though, but Well, well you just talked it. about it so it's not hush hush. Well, you know what? I I like the idea that someone out there's going to re- someone out there's going to really think Fish plays Candy Crush and that brings joy to my heart. Um let's see here. So I really the, do though. Uh, other cool things <laughs> that we saw you? at the press they decided to copy the worst version of Bejeweled, he's, he's, and somehow it caught on. He's, he's being sarcastic. He yeah, does. they did. They copied the worst version of Bejeweled, added a bunch of free-to-play bullshit in there, and somehow it caught on. Yep. Like that, Do you play Candy Crush Fish? It's just bizarre to me. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, it's, you know, it's like, re- re- really random aside... Like, it's going to be a quick 30 seconds. Whenever I'm on the train, I always, like, I'm nosy as fuck. I don't care. Uh, I look at other people's phones because I want to see what they're playing. Like, because it keeps me in the know of, like, what mobile games are hot over here in Japan. Um, What's hot in Japan? I Obviously, and we talked about this when you were gone last week, Morgan. uh, Pokemon Go is still pretty big here. Um, Surprisingly. I like Pokemon Go. Um, Some, like... And I don't want to say your type here. So, but I, so, some people I still play those funny. like those fucking bejeweled like replicas yeah. still. Yeah. And some people play the Guitar Hero knockoffs with their thumbs mm-hmm. or whatever. But a lot of people here play these like really intricate anime games. I have no idea what any of them are, but I'm sitting there kind of watching. Like I'm trying to not like. Sit there and just stare all googly eyed at their phone like an asshole, but um, like I'm taking a peek at like what they're playing, and they're super intricate uh, JRPG games on the phone. So, yeah, I've read a lot about those. I'm trying to think of some of the names of them, and they're escaping me. But yeah, whenever I, I download the iTunes Japanese app to get games that are only in Japan, like that Hot Shots golf game, I yeah. look at all the games that are popular in the Japanese iTunes market, and I, I sometimes I'll download them and just right. play around with them. But can't read Japanese, so sometimes they don't make it very far. No, that's fair. A lot. The, one of the big phone games actually right now um, in Japan, and it's hot amongst a lot of the students. Is I can't remember the the Japanese name for it, but it's basically uh, PUBG on the phone, PUBG Mobile oh, essentially, yeah. and it's fucking huge over here right now. Why anyone would want to play a shooter on their phone is like beyond me. But that is the world. I don't know. In. Stu- students ask me, they're like, hey, you should play with us. And I'm like, eh, I'm not legally allowed to do that, so no. And my my uh, bigger response is, <laughs> why would I want to do that? And some of my students right now also still, for some reason, play Clash of Clans. Mm. Yeah, I've I've heard of that to some degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's you know, mobile games are huge, but in Japan, they're like its own, uh, they're a whole nother world. Um right. Yeah. So, anyways, right. I, I I think that's gonna be fun. Did you? There was a, and they also said this. I wanted to give you a little bit of shit for this shake because I made fun of the art in Elder Scrolls last time when we fought about the Elder Scrolls card game on the podcast. They said they're completely redoing all the art in the Elder Scrolls card game. 
um, by because they're acknowledging that it was so bad. That they're gonna yeah, redo. yeah. You know, I they've been doing some alternate art in the in the games or in, with some of the cards, and it looks phenomenal. Like some of the alter art is really cool, and it looks a lot better. So that's cool. That's really cool that they um, they're kind of acknowledging that, and that's that's the thing with the game is it keeps me hooked. It's like it's like playing magic. Like when I was a kid, I loved playing magic, and I don't have to spend all the time sorting cards or buying them or trading them. I just, yeah. I like all the shitty parts about magic are taken away, and I just get to enjoy the game, which is why I'm still hooked to this game. Well, mm-hmm. Shitty, I don't know. I love those parts, but yeah, they were detrimental to my life and my, my pocketbook, but it was fun buying booster packs yeah. and. Right. I mean, like, yeah. that, that is one of the, that is the single best part about, like, any card games opening a card pack with that new fresh smell but let's get off that let's get off that this <laughs> is a whole fresh, other subject we're, we're here for e3 oh, we're yeah, here for e3 not, not um, fresh card smells yeah 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 well that's the tangent we got set on and that's fair because you know that's what that's what they want us to talk about but that's that's all bethesda's fault um yep. there was an interesting wolfenstein the young blood co-op trailer uh which fascinates me because number one there's no more bj blaskowitz which i'm happy about um even though he did win best haircut of the year last year, uh, the Sword Chomp Award. He did. The Chomp cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, By a like, landslide. A landslide. And, uh, but so it's interesting because it follows his two twin daughters, which is cool, two female leads. And it's said in the 80s, and even in the trailer, they had this cool like synthesizer soundtrack. So I'm thinking, okay, you get rid of BJ Blaskowitz, you have female leads, you have this cool 80s vibe and soundtrack. That sounds cool. So I, that sounds like an interesting spinoff to me. Um, How would you guys feel about that? Yeah, I mean it looked good. Yeah. Um, From the trailer, I, I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm hyped. Right. I, I surprisingly yeah. like. I I heard that the the first Wolfenstein was really good. I never got to play it, and playing it the other one last year, like I know I was not super super into it, but I still enjoyed the game, and I'm I'm excited to play the next one. So it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Whatever, whatever next they iteration they have of it, I'll definitely play. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be a fun show. Yeah, hopefully they, um, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, introduce a new type of shooting mechanic or something. Yeah, please God. Ugh. Yeah, uh, or just change up the the yeah. core of well, their whole yeah shooting aspect of that game because that the was hook. probably the weakest part of Wolfenstein 2, the yeah. Colossus. The hook is kind of, it's bizarre. It's bizarre because it's like, play however you want. You can use stealth and all this stuff. Also, you can dual wield everything. So why would you yeah. ever do the stealth? Like, when mm-hmm. all this effort is clearly put in this other thing, it, it seems like they, they needed to focus on something, you know, a little bit more in order to get that combat just yeah, perfect. It, just, it didn't feel cohesive at all mm-hmm. as far as, like, all the set pieces that you're supposed to do in that game. But um, yeah. it was hit and miss on certain parts. But, yeah, Mostly hopefully they, they try something new on there. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. I agree. I that's I agree. They need a hook from the gameplay, otherwise it's just going to be suffering to get to the next story beat. So, um, uh, they opened the show with Rage Two. 
<laughs> which was fine. And actually, that game does look pretty cool. But, you know, me and Josh were laughing because, like, they, of all the artists that they tromped out to, like, represent the music in Rage 2, we were like, Andrew WK? I didn't even know Andrew WK was still around. He was, like, a one-hit wonder when I was in high school. Uh, just very yeah, he's, odd. He's definitely still m moseying around. But, you know, if I was to pick anyone <laughs> and they would... If I could get him to agree, I would have picked Henry Rollins. That would have been the guy. Because, like, that dude is the definition of punk. And he's so smart and he's hilarious. That, was, that would be, like, the guy I would pick. Who's Henry Not Rollins? Not Andrew WK. What? Cricket, cricket. Um, yeah, are you, are you saying you really don't know who Henry Rollins is? Uh... I know he is a famous, like, singer-slash-guitar... Singer-slash-guitar player, right? But I don't know. Uh, he's the lead singer of Black Flag. Um, he's an actor. He's an activist. He he's a really really smart man. Um, and he's uh, okay. he's fuck he's he's punk dude. Like you need well, to look him up. Punk. Need... Yeah, yeah. I agree. Anything that's like more real. I, Andrew WK is not punk. I don't know what they're. Who made that decision? Ah, uh, yeah. That's my point. That's my point. It's like why. Andrew WK, why wouldn't you pick someone who more embodies uh, that yeah. punk vibe? It's like they going they for? didn't quite get the difference between it's punk and afford. frat, even though they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, opposites. Yeah, yeah, opposites. But yes, they're like yeah. That now would... I think Rage Two is too fluffy. He's too fluffy now. No offense to Andrew WK, um, which a lot of people. I wasn't trying to diss him. A lot of people messaged me and they were like, "Hey, I like Andrew WK. Don't bag on him." And on my poll that I put up this week was just. Andrew WK makes me less interested in Rage 2. Came back 56%. No. So these people are saying no. That does not make me less interested. So I did feel a little bit like an asshole there. Well, but I wasn't trying to be no, an asshole. Not really. I mean, I'm not less interested because I had no idea who he was before or after. <laughs> I still don't know who he is. Yeah, I, I watched uh, the thing and I have no idea. All I know is he really shouldn't be allowed to dress himself. That's, that's all I, I took away from that's it. That's his thing. The sweaty white shirt and the sweaty white jeans has always been his thing. So I, yeah. you know, whatever. I just think that's a weird fit for the game. But if, if that's your jam, then all, you know, no district. Maybe that's all they could afford. You know, Rage is kind of, <laughs> it's, all, it's the only <laughs> artist that they could afford to get. Come on, Bethesda, I feel like they could do better than that. Um, <clears throat> it's not punk. Anyways, yeah, Rage 2 still looks cool. Uh, a couple other quick hitters from Bethesda had before we get to the, the finale. Uh, let me see. Well, I think we're pray, pretty much almost pray, there. Pray, oh, pray, pray, yeah. and the Doom Eternal trailer. So the Doom Eternal trailer. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't be skipping over Pray. Don't be well, skipping over. Pray, I mean, it's a quick hitter. It's really quick. It'll be it'll be quicker than Doom. Let's hit Pray really quick. I'm not I'm not skipping them. Okay. Uh, pray. They announced that it's going to have a v a VR mode and a co op mode. Um, Josh, you can describe this a little better because you were pretty interested in what they were announcing for Prey, which surprised me. Do you, can you elaborate a little bit more on what they're adding to the Prey world? Uh, yes. Yeah, they had, uh, excuse me. Um, basically they announced that that day they were releasing a free update to Prey. Um, yes. With, um, that it would essentially look like an asymmetrical multiplayer mode uh to it uh which called typhon hunter yeah which sounds amazing i, I have not i'm not getting a chance to play it yet i reinstalled it but that's that's free to everyone who has who still have still owns a game you can just you know 
patch it, That's go cool. on and play that. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was the uh, was a paid DLC for a essentially just like a rogue like. Um, yes. Just like uh, mode on the moon, where you kind of yeah, it's called Moon Crash. Mm-hmm. And that also sounds really good. I've not not purchased that myself yet, but yeah. Looks. I'm really looks hyped to get back into that game. Both, both of those I'm things. I'm hyped to get back into fit. that game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both yeah. those modes are just perfect for Prey. They, they. Yes. Yeah, like they could not have picked better additions to that game than. It, it is cool that instead of forcing a sequel, they said, "Look, this game was a moderate success. Let's just pump in a bunch of cool stuff into the game that already exists for the community that's already there." Like, I love Bethesda's like general outlook. On their their mm-hmm. franchises, it's instead of trying to force like, oh well, this game was only a moderate yes. success. Let's try and rush out Prey Two, and it'll probably be just as moderately. You know what I mean? Like they're not rushing it; they're not forcing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's yeah, yeah. It seems like they're making a calculated and a correct move with Prey, and that's all. I, that's all I wanted to mention was like these DLCs. Um, I think they've given enough time for the original, like the game when it first came out. I think they've timed the DLC well. The fact that they integrated a bu- uh, some free updates which gave new game plus mode and a survival mode um, that they added that that uh, multiplayer thing that Josh is talking about and they ad- they're adding a, a new DLC I think it's all cool and I think it is well timed and everything so I'm just I'm just hyped for that I'm hyped to get back into Prey um, after I finish the game I'm playing now so Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the Doom Eternal trailer was just a trailer, but it's cool to see that they're making a sequel and they're not sticking to the generic numbering. They're not saying, hey, it's Doom 2. It's it's clearly the sequel, but it's just called Doom Eternal, and it looks like hell on Earth. So it's going to be, yeah, looks like yeah. more Doom. Look, looks cool. you, know, you know what I just thought about, honestly, because it didn't show any gameplay. It was just like a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, with them naming it Doom Eternal... What if they like take it in the same realm as they're taking Fallout? What if this becomes like a sandboxy Doom? Like if it was more of a sprawling, like it could still have corridors, but it was more of an open world kind of. Yeah, that would be cool because think about it this way: the first Doom was a surprise hit. Now that they know that that game was a hit, all the money and time they're putting into it, they know people are anticipating it. It's they have a lot more. Uh, it's less risky for them to, to throw a lot behind it. So that's that's fascinating to me. Because the first Doom was yeah. kind of a um, a surprise. So mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm hope I'm hoping whatever it is, like I, I love I love that Doom game, so I'm just hyped for more. So mm-hmm. looks cool. Yeah. Um but you know what I'm really excited to talk quiet. about. Are you hyped about anything in this uh, Bethesda oh, conference at all? <laughs> anything in Bethesda no. tickle your fancy? No. <laughs> I right. love it. Right. They didn't oh, show Candy Crush, so I'm just crushed. Oh, uh, he's still angry about that. No, oh, he he's still angry about that. Shay, you've upset him. About he's what? Kidding. He's still angry about the Candy Crush thing. He's carrying it with him. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Fish, are you hyped for Starfield? Because that game looks. That's a, that's a. Hype it looks like a logo announcement. I'm stoked for that. <laughs> it looks, no, it looks like nothing. It looks like a logo. Uh, sci-fi game from them. I they didn't show any gameplay footage, did they? No, no. It was just like it was like another mini cinematic trailer. But 
Dude, I'm so hyped for that. Like, I have a feeling that's going to be that's going to take over what Mass Effect originally was. That's that's the power Bethesda has now. They can just say we're making a science fiction game from the people who make Fallout and Elder Scrolls, and people are like, "Sign me up," because that's all you need to know the people that are making it, and you got a name. That's all you got. You got a name, and you got a pe- the people making it, and you're already saying True. things like it's going to take over Mass Effect. So no, I, I'm I, th- I. What I mean is like I think it's going to take the place it's Mass fill Effect that void. Yeah. left after yeah. three since Mass Effect is not making any efforts to fill that void. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, it's not quite the mass it was as far as filling voids goes. Um, and so, it's not really having much of an effect. Oh, we've completed the circle. Um, let's see if I can grab some new commenters here for this conference. Uh, Elicor underscore Nagum says, Super stoked for Fallout, had many heart palpitations upon the teaser for Elder Scrolls, which is what I wanted to launch into here. That's right. We got an Elder Scrolls 6 trailer. Now, I <laughs> the response I got for this was, I got, I got to read from one of our friends, who couldn't, and I'm not making fun of him because he's a good friend of ours, but this is the power that Elder Scrolls has on people. Now, keep in mind, it was just the title screen and music for like 10 seconds, right? No gameplay, no trailers, no characters, no information, nothing. Says Akuna Matata, says, I leaped off the couch, screamed as tears filled my eyes. Heart palpitations took over intensely, then turned around my wife's shocked face toward the 30-year-old man-child jizzing himself over Elder Scrolls VI. I cannot believe it is finally coming, and I can't believe... I'm also coming right now. That was a Kuna Matata. I added the last line in there, but that. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that was actually Morgan coming. Do we have I, video so, of that? It, it was a fun. Oh, I have Twitch. a reaction to, to. Yeah, we do. Like me and Josh were hyped about the announcement, but like not to this level, obviously, because you know. It, they understand how to do a fun press conference, and I think that's cool. It was fun. Like, seeing that announcement was fucking fun. We were excited. But, I mean, that's like a next-gen game with we basically have nothing concerning it yet. So, the only reason I like to give people shit is because it's cute to see people get so excited about letters well, on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I'm certainly hyped, but just think about it this way. Like, uh, Skyrim came out in 2011, mm-hmm. and... For years now, we've been hoping for just an inkling of something. Like there have been so many theories, inkling, like where yes. it's going to be next. And every E3, like like fans of the series, myself included, have been waiting for Elder Scrolls Six. Where is it going to be? When's it going to be announced? And then you know, a few years ago, they're like, "Oh, we have new news," and people are like, "Oh my fucking god, we're getting it, we're getting it." Skyrim is being remastered for the next generation of consoles, and that was the ultimate buzzkill. It's like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? And the fact that they played into that joke before announcing the actual next game coming, even if it's just an announcement trailer, is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's it was time. cool. Right after Starfield, too, it was like, here's Starfield. And then it was like, holy shit, they're making a new game. And he was like, oh, guess what? We got one more thing. Like, it was like the, it was like, it was just like just the most, the best climax. It was a great climax to a, a good press conference. Although, the first half hour of that press conference was really awkward, but once they brought Todd Howard out, like our commenter Michael um, GM, um, sorry Michael G McGlendon said, they should have just had Howard do the whole show. That dude 
was great. Like he could, he was holding that crowd down. He has the public speaking chops. He has the charisma. Um, but me and Josh were watching it. We're like, man, Howard is like, he's got this audience by the balls here. And the, all the other announcers were kind of awkward and, and weird. So um, <laughs> they should have just had him do the whole thing. Well, Josh wasn't listening because he just sent me something. I could tell. He had that look on his face like he just sent me something hmm. devious. No, it was uh. just a visual aid for uh, that last, last comment. Oh, okay. I'll have to send it to our friend Akuna Matata so we can take, <laughs> take a look at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty special. It was a pretty cool conference. As far as press conferences go, I gave it a 4.5. I was aroused four and a half inches out of five. It was, uh, it was a good time. The next day you're going to wake up and be like, well, a lot of those were just announcements. Maybe not that substantial. And maybe none of those things are going to make my top five V3. But it was still a damn good time. Anything else you guys want to add before we move on from Bethesda? Nah, I think that covers it. All right. Well, let's slip right into Sony's beautiful dress here. Boom. And so the Sony press conference was an interesting way to start it. Now, Josh and Fish did this one on Twitch. And... It had one of the it had an incredible start. That Last of Us Two trailer, I watched uh, Fish and Josh breaking that thing down on Twitch. Um, it was a, it was a really powerful trailer showing off you know how great Naughty Dog is at facial animation and characters and dialogue. Um, like I just got really absorbed into it. It transitioned. They start these two female lead characters start kissing, and it transitions to like a five minute gameplay sequence, and then it transitions very smoothly back into them kissing again and then the trailer ends and it was just really well done um so i guess i'll start there before we get to the awkward movement of the audience from one area to another uh how did you guys feel about official throw to you first give me a little quiet how do you feel about the last of us 2 trailer on your personal uh radar scale uh i'm pretty excited for it uh looks great um it looks like uh, the combat is very intense as much as, I guess, the first one. Maybe I, I haven't played the first one, but that trailer um, and that game actually has got me hyped quite a bit for it because the, the gameplay in there, along with the, the graphical fidelity um, and um, just the world, um, has got me interested in that game. But um, yeah, just the, the combat seems very fucking brutal like to the point where it's almost like whoa a lot of this stuff it wouldn't be going most of the times like those kill animations wouldn't be going to that much detail as far as like um shooting somebody in the face or throwing a bottle at someone's face and then following up with neck stab um um, yeah yeah, i'm curious to see how much of that is like on the rails type of the game taking over and transitioning back to um the players uh control over the game so um i couldn't tell from the trailer but it all looked amazing and very cinematic which um i think is what they're what that game is pretty much all about is the cinematic type of uh display of what's going on on the screen and um the storytelling as far as through the world and whatnot. So I'm pretty hyped for that game. Pretty hyped. 
Josh didn't enjoy it. He was cackling like crazy at the end. I have proof of it. Josh was mm-hmm. laughing his ass off at the end of that trailer. He was pleased. The storytelling there was just perfect. Like, A, yeah. a showing us the gameplay through a flashback was great. B, like, all, just all the, like you mentioned before, all the facial animations, everything going on there to have just the awkward interactions just because Ellie is just so... She's in her own head at the beginning. Like, she's obviously thinking about stuff, which is why she's, you know, flashing back to just, you know, all this awful shit uh, that she's been through. But then, you know, to have the, just that, you know, match cut, just basically the camera rotates, just slowly rotating around her to get back to the, back into the first scene. And, yeah. And just redefining something that was said right at the beginning was yeah. just perfect. Like it just, they expertly crafted trailer. That's yeah. what you said after you were like, that's how you do a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Like they, yeah, they get storytelling better than just about anybody else at this point. The way they are. Naughty able dog. To, yeah. Naughty dog. Yeah. They just, the way they are able to craft these stories is perfect. It's, it's just perfect. Uh, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, it actually pulled me in. I watched you guys and I enjoyed watching you guys on Twitch, but I went back and watched it by myself kind of in like peace and quiet just to kind of absorb it. And it, it got me, it like affected me. I was like, this is like, I am, I am excited to, to see how this game unfolds. So mm-hmm. the gameplay, I'm going to be honest with you guys, just doesn't look that interesting to me. It's like, it's sort of like your typical third person survival with like, like Fish said, it's very brutal. They're emphasizing the brutality and maybe I'll enjoy it more in practice, especially if it's gorgeous. But like in general, I think the, the gameplay is going to be fine. I feel like it's just going to be a vessel for me to get from the next story sequence. You know what I mean? Get from story A to story B. Like I just, mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case, but like I'm not seeing anything in the gameplay that really jumps at me and goes like, oh yeah, that looks so interesting or fun. It just, it looks like a really well done like violent survival game. So third person kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Maybe after I play the first one, I'll, I'll disagree. Um, or maybe I'll go in cold. That was one of the polls I did on our Instagram page. I said that kiss was beautiful. Bravo. The last of us two came back 85%. Yes, they agreed. I only had one person message me privately and say, no, I only thought it wasn't beautiful because she said she smelled like garbage. So I was like, oh, well, that's what makes it beautiful. <laughs> Everyone smells like garbage in that world. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great way to start the show. And then, so they awkwardly like jammed everyone into this like artificial church where this guy was playing a banjo. And then they moved every, the audience from that church area to... A, the, a different conference for the rest of the show. And it was one of the most awkward, weird transitions. They went, instead of like going to PSVR footage, which I thought would have been smart, or other gameplay trailers like Xbox would have done, they went to like these fucking jack offs just sitting at a table, yammering on about the trailer. As I was like, that press conference was game wise, it was fine, but like, yeah, execution wise, was yeah, kind no, of like. I mentioned this to you at the time, but they've been big on the whole, let's make the conference an experience the last couple of years. Experience, yeah, yeah. Which, sure, whatever, but they should have picked one venue. 
like the fact that Just they change venues yeah. is the dumbest fucking thing that they who decided that who you know who who thought that that was <laughs> that was the right know. call um uh, yeah it's sort of like i uh i one of my big takeaway with sony is even though a lot of the games were great uh including my game the show which i'll get to later i sony is kind of on the opposite end of, of microsoft i feel like sony is so far ahead and so up their own ass that they just make dumb decisions now like they just do things that are just like sometimes when you're on top of the world you just can't see your you can't see out of your own asshole and i feel like sony has that problem sometimes now um uh but you know so even though most of the games are still looking great like the press conference was very much the exact opposite of Microsoft, which I thought was mm-hmm. fantastic, and, and Bethesda's as well. So they'll learn. They'll get it together. Last year's I thought was better. Like the way they, they flowed. Um, they had props on the stage, but it was just one big stage. They incorporated the music in better. They, they had a VR segment in the middle. They fucking relegated PSVR to the goddamn pre-show. Can I say, they relegated PSVR to the it's goddamn no pre-show. no one cares about that. Not even they have more people. Not even they have more people caring about it now than last year. More people care about it now than last year because, like, it sold like a, a million more copies with that Skyrim uh, thing. That's that's my point. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I just don't get it. It's very disappointing. Yeah, it's like irritating. the only There's interesting that... VR thing announced at all was it looked like Tetris. it was PC only. Uh... Oh, no, there's a Tetris game from the uh, Res people called the Tetris Effect that's getting a lot of hype. Um, yeah. And that thing looks really cool. You, you don't like Tetris? You're not a Tetris guy, Josh? No, I am, but nobody wanted Tetris in VR. Like, even... even what, like, does that, what does that mean? Nobody... What does that mean, nobody? It's nobody... What do you mean? Why are you asking for clarification for the most obvious statement ever made? Because how do you know nobody wanted Tetris in VR? Because it's a phone game. It's a mobile game. No. You pick it up, you play it for a few minutes. It's, that's what the game is. If you played Super Hypercube in VR, it's I think a you Twitch that. puzzle I game. I don't, well, people have tried it. Do you tr- I trust the people that make Res. I haven't, I haven't played it myself. But yeah, like, I, trust, I trust them. You know. I trust that company, but I wish they would have made anything other than Tetris. Nobody wanted that. Uh, well. They could have made something sometimes, actually interesting. Sometimes people don't know what they want, Josh, and they try it and you know, they enjoy it. So. Uh-huh. Number Fish, he says, see if these looked boring and stupid and became one of his favorite games. He didn't even know that he wanted it. Yeah. Well, I could say a, the same thing about Candy Crush as well. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I've heard there's been far too much Candy Crush being mentioned on this podcast. I'm sorry, Fish. I know that you don't actually pay, play Candy Crush. I got your back. Um, it was... I don't know. That, that was one of the most awkward press conferences I have seen in a while. But the games were fine. So uh, just kind of running through the games that we saw, kind of see what you guys were interested in. How do you guys feel about that ghost game? Sucker Punch, makers of Sly Cooper and Infamous, are making a v- gorgeous... Um, like, it looks like Go- there's some elements Ghost of Tsushima? Sounds right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it looks ghost, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. Yeah. I'm I'm hyped on it. I mean it looks it looks like a you know, a um like an open world mixture of 
Shadow of the Colossus meets something like Neo or um, meets Dynasty Warriors. or like, it, it looks like a mixture between all those games. But it, yeah. it, I'm I watched a little bit of the gameplay trailer. Actual gameplay. And, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm... I'm I'm interested in it. It, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, one one funny thing from the trailer that I randomly chuckled at was uh, there's a part in the trailer where he's like climbing on this little shrine, and those those, those things are really holy uh, in in that culture, in Asian culture. Those shrines, you know, those little mm-hmm. um, mausoleums, and he's just climbing all over them. Just the the level of disrespect. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it looks it looks like an interesting game to say the least. I'm I'm moderately hyped for it. I agree. I'm moderately interested as well. Just because I know Sucker Punch makes good shit, so it looks very pretty. That game looks fucking really gorgeous. So, but yeah, other than that, it didn't stick out too much. No one else is chirping. I think that's a bit, no one else is chirping up. So I think that that's probably it for ghosts. Um. Let's see, how did you guys feel about the Resident Evil 12? We had some controversial thoughts about this earlier in the week. We had some <laughs> some interesting texts. There's a Resident Evil 2 remake. Now, as Josh stated, it started off as what looked to be a rat simulator, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which actually did look pretty funny. And then they let us down royally by announcing what it actually was. Well, Josh, nobody wants a rat simulator, all right? Do they? Nobody asked for it. <laughs> Or do they? Yeah. Fish and I were both really (laughs) into whatever the hell the rat simulator was going to be there. I I thought it was a VR shot, and I thought that was going to be part of... I thought it was in VR, and it was going to be the Resident Evil sequel. And I was like, dude, this sequence is going to be from the perspective of a rat, and it's going to be in virtual reality. This is going to be amazing. And then they crushed my dreams. So, like they did the whole show with VR. But yeah, so how would you guys feel about it? I mean, Josh, obviously, you have no interest in Resident Evil 2 Remake, I I would imagine. No. no, 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 I'm, I'm hyped. Shay's hyped. Shay's on the hype train. Fish, are you yeah. on the hype train? Mm, no. no. And mm. w- once I found out that it was Resident Evil 2 remake, I was like, oh, no. But I am curious to see what direction they do take with that game, because the- it does look like it's not going to be a shot-for-shot remake. It's going to be a more of a well, something different. Yeah, they couldn't really do that. Yeah, they did it. There's so much to remake without. Like, once you get rid of the tank controls, you could not do the same camera angles and everything else because it would be way too easy. It was the only reason it was mm-hmm. remotely challenging before is because you were fighting the game at all the entire time. Um, so, if they update it to anything right. more <laughs> modern yeah. combat wise, they've kind of, they've you've got to basically remake the entire thing at that point. Um, they, there is a long which, gameplay yeah. trailer out there, Fish, which you can go watch. I, tr- I try to urge you to watch these things before, but I watched it, and it looks just like Resident Evil 4, basically. That's what it looks like. Um, oh, okay. So, it's, yeah. and it looks That's, fine. Uh, yeah. Looks fine? Uh, yeah, I, I was... I guess I'm more curious to see what Resident Evil 8 would probably look like, but, yeah, I, I'd imagine that's in still early on in its development. Um, but, I, I mean, this is something, I guess, to kind of quell uh, diehard Resident Evil fans and people, yeah. fans of the Resident Evil too, because a lot of people do enjoy um, 
that game as their favorite uh, it's, out of the series. It's probably not ready yet to show, but it would have been cool to get an announcement or something. Because, um, like, for me, mm. if they don't make Resident Evil 8 in VR, I might just go sell my VR headset and write Sony a hate mail letter at this point. Because that's, that is the killer I app think, for VR. Yeah. And I think because that's they, the only reason to have a PSVR, they are, like, that's they really have to focus on that for eight. I, I kind of I agree with you there. It's probably why they was they were not ready to show anything because it's got to be its own thing at this point. Just you know, really, really mm-hmm. focus on that. Yeah, and that was that was the cool thing about that game is you could play it without VR, so it doesn't alienate any of their audience. It was so I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I, I'm with Shay though. I think it looks really cool. Like for someone's memories of it, I'd love to play it, but. The, the big thing yes. to keep in mind with this game, not to be a Debbie Downer, is that a lot of the things that made Resident Evil 2 seem really scary and cool and weird back when we were kids was where technology was at at the time and also how old we were at the time. Um, yep. And the fact that regular old zombies aren't really that scary anymore. <laughs> so um, on top of that. So I'm a little bit worried that just sort of watching the gameplay demo, I was like, man, this game looks gorgeous and the gameplay looks spot on. But I was like, I was kind of bored watching it, and I was like, I don't, like, I don't really know how much this means to anyone who's not a Resident Evil 2 hardcore fan, you know? So, I don't know. I'm a little perplexed about, like, I think it really looks cool, but actually, when I watched that gameplay trailer, I was like, meh, it looks fine. It looks like what you'd expect it to look like, you know? A much prettier version of the same place with over-the-shoulder third-person controls. It looks fine. So... A lot of people are really hyped on this game, though, and I get it. If you're Resident Evil 2, I'd love to, for the show, I'd love to go back myself and play the original and then play this one just to compare them and contrast them for, for our mm-hmm. listeners. Um, but other than that, I mean, if you're not a Resident Evil 2 fan, why would you care, you know? Um, okay, so how'd you guys, did you got any thoughts on Control, the new game from Rebony, the Adam Wake people? It's that... Um, girl is in that weird psychedelic looking facility with those, those monsters called the hiss. Um, did you watch the, any thoughts on control? It looked interesting. Like it looked, it looked interesting like on its own, but like compared to everything else there, not really interesting enough to, you know, stick out to stick out. Yeah. Yeah, I like the art direction looks cool, but I need to see more of that thing for sure. Um, let's see what else. Okay, so let's get to the let's get to the big heater here. Death Stranding trailer was a real weird one. Um, we found we finally, after years of speculation and madness, we finally know a little bit about what that gameplay is going to look like. Apparently, in Death Stranding, you are a delivery man, which is something me and Fish can relate to. You are delivering various strange packages across this. Um, empty wasteland. Looks like you're sort of running from these weird, like, umbilical cord demon things as well. But the gameplay appears to be kind of this solitary, um, exploring the world, dealing with hardships. At one point, he's carrying what appears to be a dead body on his back, wrapped up uh, in some sort of, you know, bandage. It seems like he's delivering, like, the most important things to people or places from bodies or things that have to do with the human existence or remains. I don't know. Like, do you guys have any theories about what's going on? Cause that, that was a really weird and surprise. If you had given, okay, let's put it this way. If you had given me a million guesses as to what the gameplay would have been like in death stranding, 
I would have never guessed that, <laughs> which is typical Hideo Kojima, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, it. I, I personally think it looked amazing. Just the what little they showed us, if just just the basic premise of not being able to see enemies and them not being able to see you looks fascinating because it just it, it it colors all of that wide open space in a drastically different way uh it's yeah it just you, it's enough to let your imagination run wild while you're while you're you know going through it which i think is really cool um yes i yeah i just i really really thought that was cool um i mean granted there was not a lot shown to us so we'll we'll see if that's like you know most of what's going on or what um i mean it, again it kind of looks like it could be some sort of stealth ish game which mm-hmm. he's good Maybe, at yeah. he's good at like I, and i hope he focuses almost... on that because once it gets into the once it started getting to the heavy combat in that series it was just it was just not as good like it was yeah i i would love and to see and that trailer was yeah I, I, i'm I'm that really excited. Didn't have any, sorry to interrupt you. That trailer didn't have any Mads Mikkelsen in it either. So there's a lot of things we've seen in other trailers that we know are going to come into fruition at some point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Fish, how'd you feel about it? Oh, it looked great. Um, I, wasn't a, I wasn't expecting actual gameplay from Death Stranding, but uh, that was a pleasant surprise. And uh, I liked what I saw. I mean, I don't think that's the whole game there, but. Um, a lot of the concepts that were introduced uh, was interesting. Um, I do like the fact that the baby does actually play a part in that game, apparently, because it shows the actual baby being carried around by um, Norman, Norman Reedus's, uh character. Um, and it looks like that baby's a little, a little bit more advanced than, you know, uh, a, a little fetus, um, which is also interesting to see. But... Um, this is actually yeah, yeah. a uh, it's a retelling of the Superman story where he was immediately found by the government and used for their experiments. That's uh, <laughs> they kept him as a fetus this entire well, time to to use his power so, in order to Some people are theorizing that weapons. like <laughs> Some people are theorizing that it's like his clone is the baby's protecting and he writes on himself so that no that doesn't make sense. I don't know, like there's like a, a memento thing going on where he's like writing on himself and stuff and I don't know. You can see a lot of Kojima's influences, but it's it's a confusing. I mean, why try and figure it out now? Why try and break your brain now? Just wait until the thing comes out. It's not going to make any sense even when it does come out. So why try and make sense of it right now? There's yeah. no point. I I didn't expect to get like a Team Eco kind of vibe from that trailer, like just wandering that world alone. Mm-hmm. And like I did not expect that kind of a game. So it was very cool. The music was incredible, both the the trailer music and the actual soundtrack. Nice synth vibe. I yeah, I was and that game looks gorgeous. Like that game is the only game I've seen that rivals The Last of Us for pure just like facial and like it might even surpass it. Like if you guys gun to your head, if you had to pick The Last of Us or Death Stranding for like just facial animation, realistic character, like what would you lean? I don't know. It's hard to say because one of them's comparing to an actual person. Like one to one is kind of what they're going for, uh, which kind of skews it. I mean, granted, 
the characters in The Last of Us are heavily based on their actors, but not not as much one to one. Not actually Norman Reedus. It's, yes, <laughs> yes, not it's, it's not actually him. But, um, I'm not holding that against it. That could be a, a pro in its favor. Yeah, right? no, no, that's well, that's what I'm getting at. I feel like they're kind of going for different things. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably still put it on Naughty Dog, just because I feel like their animations were just perfect. Whereas watching the Death Stranding gameplay. It looked like Snake running around. Uh, it, it lo- he looked of, like yeah. Snake. Uh, he did. So, yeah. It, that, that as soon as I saw that run animation, we're like, oh, that's, that's Solid Snake right there. It kind of... Yep. You stop that's thinking, MGS5. oh, realistic. Because... <laughs> yeah. At, le- at least for me anyway. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. It's fucking strange. I, I, I'm really curious about that. Uh, Spider-Man um, finished off the conference. I thought it was a little bit of a... I, so here's... Uh, I'm excited that people are happy about this Spider-Man game. I want to know how you guys feel about it because I just feel like this game is getting really blown out of proportion. And maybe it's just because we live in that, that comic book world. But from what I've seen, the flying around of Spider-Man does look really cool. But everything else about that game looks okay like the characters the story the combat it all looks okay the only thing about that game that looks exemplary is flying around the city as spider-man am i crazy here no no i was more excited last year when the flying around as spider-man was about all we'd seen and then they showed us oh you're playing a batman game again but as spider-man uh it became much harder to be as excited as i was last year at e3 uh so, yeah. yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, yeah I'm that's not where all the excitement at. Yep, is yep, that I swinging agree. around. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't get it. Do you I get it, Fish? I don't get it. Do you get it? Do you get it? Yes. <laughs> all right, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Shay's been, Shay's been picking on Fish a lot this episode. Is everything? <laughs> no, I felt really bad for for interrupting him. Sorry, Fish. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with you guys. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't get it. I think it was the, they wanted to transition from that to playing Spider-Man right after the show, which is why they ended with it. But yeah. I feel like it's kind of a weak way to end that conference. It's like, Pfft. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I agree. But overall, uh, a lot of solid games from Sony in an awkward conference. A couple quick um, thoughts here that I thought were interesting. Um, Gustavo Maziarego said the awkward intermission killed it for me. They should have just stuck with one venue. Also, as much as I appreciated the deeper dives into the four main Sony exclusives, I would have preferred them to focus on a surprise game. Amen to that. I, I could not agree with that more. Um, Garcia 81 said, I feel like it was a solid eight overall best conference so far without the awkward change in venue uh, An 8.5 loved every game. They showed pretty much quality over quantity. Um, let's see. Jade, I call it disappointing. I think I gave it a two arousal, uh, two inches out of five potential inches. Um, for me, that was disappointing. <laughs> like literally, both those two inches for me were pretty much death stranding. Um, the JT Cooper said, a little hesitant to call it disappointing. Uh, I should say The Last of Us was actually really amazing too. As much as I would have liked them to show them, uh, liked them to show more. They told us exactly what they were going to show us a month ago. 
Uh, maybe, maybe so. Um, let's see here. Virus 98, the venue change was awkward, but after that, the conference was good. Um, Nom Nom Pixel is a good one here. It was okay. They came to showcase their four heavy hitters, and they did pretty good. Personally, I'm more interested in Shadows Die Twice than Ghost. That's, that's, that's true. We had two sort of Japanese, feudal Japan-style games this conference, and Shadows Die Twice does look like the cooler of the two, in my opinion, as well. Um... I have no idea what the fuck is going on in Death Stranding gameplay-wise, but The Last of Us 2 and Spider-Man were great. Last, up being the mo- Last of Us 2 being the most impressive thing I've seen at E3. That's, um... And Naaman said, Kojima made the whole world scratch their heads with Death Stranding, and that is okay. God damn right. Last one here, and then we'll move on. Kilted Gamer said, I agree wholeheartedly with the venue change, but that was stupid. But I have to disagree about Spider-Man. I thought that looked phenomenal. It might be my game of the show. What? Kilted Gamer, what? We are, we are in heavy disagreement here. Um, but we still love you. So, <laughs> lots of cool comments there. I would love to read them all if I could, but we have more fun stuff to get to. Um, so, well, let's uh, go th- real briefly here. Let's go through the Nintendo conference, which is a, bit, a little bit of a disappointment. And then we can uh, you know, talk about our uh, kind of a quick rundown of our favorite games of the show. Um, so Nintendo, Josh, this was a shocking year for us. I've heard people say they followed Nintendo for years, as you talked about at the beginning of the show, and they have never seen Nintendo come out this slow. And my big takeaway was last year was too good for Nintendo. And I tried to tell people this early in the year and all our commenters said that I was crazy and just wait till E3. And you know what? I'm not trying to bang my own drum here, but, um, this year seems to like last year, it looks like Nintendo blew their entire load and they have nothing left to blow this year. Except Smash Brother. Um, uh, this press conference, Josh, tell me about it. What was your takeaway? They didn't announce anything. They had a 40-minute press conference where they announced nothing. Um, they should have not had one. They should have gone right into the Treehouse section, which was good. Like, I watched, you know, several hours of the Treehouse stuff showing gameplay of all the games that they were announcing. It was all good. They mm-hmm. they always bring on developers and stuff, explain to you what's going on in these games so you can get more informed than just, oh, look, let's build up hype sort of a thing. And, and those always, they always feel really good compared to what a lot of the other companies do. Like, that's, that, is, that is the best thing that Nintendo does is the, the whole Treehouse thing afterwards. Yeah, and this year with the... Like it was, it was nothing. Like it was really nothing. They announced the, stuff the, we already knew was coming. Thing, was the was the Fire Emblem thing new? Because I don't remember. Fire hearing Emblem. About that before. I think they said they were making a Fire Emblem game that wasn't a spinoff before, but they showed us Fire Emblem. So that was yeah, that it was a surprise, new. but we got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, Shay, I don't know if you saw that Fire Emblem trailer, but it looks like a a pretty Fire Emblem game. Did you see it? Yeah. I didn't see the trailer or anything like that, but I did see that a new one is coming, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited for. Um, yeah, it's good. I we had talked about that during our hype show. <laughs> we I'm did. Ra- we called that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm actually, glad we're actually getting it now. Yeah, you should go watch the trailer for that because they do some really cool stuff with camera moves. Okay. It's got, it's got. Essentially the same sort of tech uh, like that No Man's Sky had with that big zoom in until you get really, really close. Mm. Um, or not even mm. No Man's Sky, but, you know. Yeah, like, that's a weird example. I'm trying to think of another game that has done no essentially Man's the Sky. same thing, but faked it instead. Um, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, 
but I'm completely, completely zoning out right now. I know other games have done basically the same thing. I don't think it was Destiny, because that has a loading cut in there. But there's something else that's mm-hmm. basically... Uh, bu- 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 what is it? StarCraft 2? So is it basically like, it just looks like... Well, from, anyway, like anyway, like I'll, I'll get where I'm going with this instead of trying to figure out which <laughs> game I'm thinking of. Um, basically, you're looking at a top-down grid, just like always for a Fire Emblem game. And uh-huh. every time an attack happens in that series, it zooms in so you can see the main character having this thing. But yes. in this game, the camera actually zooms in, like from that map down to like person level. You and you can this. see, you just like it follows them all the way in from the tactical map to the actual uh, combat between the two sides, whether it's, uh, you know, a group of armies or your hero leading these armies. And it looks just friggin' gorgeous. It's really cool. It's not really something that we've seen before okay. in a tactical game. Uh, it's okay. It's really neat. Um, All right. That that and it looks like it's a main Fire Emblem game as well. So you know, yeah, should be getting a full story like a legit, and everything. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> story. <laughs> oh, like those games have a story. Um, well, they do have a story. It's, it's I would not crazy. ask you anything about stories. Since you're still under the impression that there was a story in Far Cry 5. Oh, we're going to start fighting! We're going to start fighting! No, we don't have time to make that fight today. Um, yeah, that was a weird press conference. I agree. Like, yeah. other than that little Fire Emblem blip. Uh, yeah. yeah. 40, we, we and Josh were sitting there watching the Smash Brothers thing. We're like, God, they've been talking about Smash Brothers for like... 25 minutes they were like breaking it down on like an uncomfortable they, level yeah it was like it really what is uncomfortable. happening right now like and i fucking love that series i wanted to know all that stuff but that was not the time or the place like why why did they think that's all they had show us one they had a bunch of other third-party games that could have just shown us those like anything just show us any little thing that's coming to the platform just a trailer anything. or anything and get on with it like Anything would have been better than what they did there. That was, I mean, really, they could have, they could have pulled out some other, you know, musical artist that no one remembers and had them play for, you know, 20 minutes. <laughs> and it would have been a better press conference than what yeah. they did. So. Disappointing. Yeah. As far as Nintendo's standard, it, maybe last year was just too good because they don't seem to have anything lined up. That Pokemon game is so weird. They are basically trying to fuse... It's a spin-off, so it's not a real Pokemon game, so well, I, I'm not going to ra- rail against it. It essentially looks like they're just remaking Yellow, but... Again, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it looks fine. Like, they're essentially just getting rid of quite as, quite as much of the grinding from what it looks like because you just wander around catching Pokemon and you don't have any of the random battles with just random things. You, it's just the trainer battles, which were more fun anyway. Like, grinding out, you know, just wild Pokemon has always sucked. And it looks like you can see what you're going to catch. Whoa. You go in, you catch it. How are you going to find shiny Pokemon if you're not grinding Pokemon in the wild, Josh? You look, and if it looks like it's a different color, it's a different color. Well, you have to run into it first before you get to a couple. They're on the map. In this game, they're going to be on the map? They're on the map. Did you not watch uh, what they were showing you there? 
in the That's weird. I don't remember them being on the map. Oh mm-hmm. man. But how do you feel about the whole Pokemon Go fusion? How they're making you throw a Pokeball at your TV and you can com- you can transfer your Pokemon Go Pokemon into this game. I mean, it looks fine. They're like like I was saying, they're essentially just taking the catching mechanic and making that the only thing you're doing in the wild, which is like I said, I think that's fine because it was just really repetitive before. It's yeah. Yeah, well, you're more optimistic about it than I am, Josh. I'll tell you that. Um, it looks it looks cute, but all you know, it's not. Nobody panic. It's not the real core Pokemon game. It's just a cute little spinoff. But in the realm of cute spinoff games, Josh, we couldn't have got a Pokemon Snap or something. Like, come on, come on, Nintendo. It looks essentially like a real Pokemon game. Like, I feel like they're testing out stuff here that we're essentially gonna get. Because the uh, combat's the same as the main series. They finally ditched that bullshit Pokemon Go combat but took the, the few parts that made sense from Pokemon Go, like, you know, seeing what you're going to go catch instead of wasting your time running around back and forth in the grass. It, yeah, it's... You're saying a lot of hurtful things right now, Josh. Are you going to buy the little Pokemon controller, Josh? Are you going to buy that uh, thing? I, I haven't decided. I'll have to go see it. It looks really awkward because I've got If you listen hands. to the last... Yeah. We, if you listen to the last talk episode, Morgan, you'd know. Yeah. Yeah. But but you anyway, don't listen to our podcast. Yeah, like I'm I'm gonna talk to my kid about it, but they showed it a lot more during all the gameplay they showed, and it looks even smaller than I realized. And so holding a tiny little ball with a joystick on the top of it is probably not gonna work so great for me. Um, so if my kid wants it, well, I might yeah, get it for him. To... But I, I there's no way I'm getting uh, it for myself. You should have seen that thing in Reggie's hands. Reggie's monster hands, that little Pokeball. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious looking. Yeah. Oh, but he was massaging a, a slightly large wart. Yeah, He's it gone. looked like an anal bead in his hands. It was so small. Um, yeah, that, that game looks all right. Uh, that's not, all right being the key word to me. But um, more to talk about later. Like you said, Josh, maybe they are testing out ideas for the next core Pokemon game. Maybe they are. Yep. But. Are they the ideas that we want? Uh, that is to be determined. Um, Little Sleepy Sloth said, I was hoping for more details on Octopath Traveler and Fire Emblem. They didn't even give much to Mario Party, which was a bad move considering we haven't had a good Mario Party title in a long part. There's going to be Super Mario Party. Well, that's that's but, a I mean, new that's, game they announced. But. Again, that was what the Treehouse was for. Like, all the gameplay stuff. They didn't show much of any gameplay, except for some reason, a half an hour of Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Like they yeah, played is, like yeah, a half hour. Never played Smash Brothers. They played game like before, a half yeah. hour of Super Mario Party afterwards. I I hope that works out. I hope we all get to play that on our switches and mm-hmm. we fight each other and it's fun. Because um, yeah. really, I played. I've beat Fish into the ground in Smash before, and he's a really sore loser. And I oh, I just don't yeah. want that to like cause a rift it's, between us. You know, it's interesting. Like they showed us all the characters during the thing, but then afterwards they're showing the gameplay and the stuff they've changed. And they've drastically changed a lot of the core mechanics of that series that may really mess with series vets on there. Wow. Um, I mean, not I not completely, not. not completely, completely, but significantly. Um, in order to try to push the combat in a specific direction. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. We'll play it, but not exactly the most exciting thing to see at E3. 
Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is a good one. Uh, Spaghettios one said Nintendo's conference as a whole was very boring. They didn't do anything new or all that exciting. Yes, they did so smash, but they didn't do anything mind blowing with their reveal at all. Very true. And uh, we talked about that kind of too spicy for the pepper says no animal crossing. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that new real animal crossing game on the switch and all and I just feel like it's never gonna happen at this point. We got that shitty mobile game and uh, Yeah, that franchise gets the shaft. I don't know why that franchise gets the shaft. It could be so big look at fucking Stardew Valley like god animal crossing could be massive I don't, it's like Nintendo. Do they not like money? I don't understand. <sighs> I just, just don't understand. Hmm. Don't understand what they're doing there. Um, anyways, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll move on from, from Nintendo, but overall, disappointing. But um, this is what it is. Maybe next year they can bring it back around. Um, just to kind of clean up the slop here. We had a really funny game called Manhunter that Josh teased uh, <laughs> from the PC game conference about you get to play as a shark, it's an RPG, and you get to eat people, so that's kind of cute. Looks like it's only for a PC, though, which is a little bit of a bummer for me if it doesn't run on my PC. Um, only it was for that Xbox One X. Darn. <laughs> that would have got me excited. Uh, and uh, I don't know, any other slop things we, before we get to our top five here that you guys want to clean up? Um... I was going to say uh, two other quick, really fun polls. I, I thought the wording on this was really cute. Um, the last two or three polls here, Assassin's Creed now has romances. That's from the EA conference. I know none of us are really big Assassin's Creed people, but they finally have romances. I said, sweet. I bet he can't wait to show her his other hidden blade. That came back 70-30. So for the most part, people agree with me. That should have been a landslide. I thought that was a really cute thing to say. Um, from the Sony press conference, I can't stop thinking about Death Stranding trailer. Came back 64%. Yes, not an overwhelming victory, but higher than I thought. Um, and of course, Cyberpunk 2077 is just uh, so sexual noises. That came back 86%. Pretty much, that's almost 90% of the people that saw that trailer are just creaming over it. Um, and lastly, but surely not least, as we wrap up Nintendo's conference, no Metroid Prime 4. No trailer, nothing. Boo! Boo, Nintendo. They came back 65%, yes. The, the, shocking to me that we did not get even... Last year, we got at least a title for Metroid Prime 4. This year, zilch. That is just odd. It's very odd to me. Um, whatever. It is what it is. Disappointing, adding more further to their disappointment. So yeah, that that's that's all the polls. It was an incredibly fun week. I want to run through you guys' top five really quickly. I want to know you guys' game of the show as we wrap up this podcast. Brr, fish, I want to throw it to you first, my friend. If you could go through your top four pretty quickly, five, four, three, two, and then give us your game of the show. Number one, my friend, what you got? Number one game? Start with five. Don't start with one. Okay, my number one game. <laughs> Start with five. You didn't oh. make a top five, did you? No, oh, I didn't. You... Okay, okay. Number five. Okay, num number five. Kingdom Hearts 3. Womp, womp, womp. Okay. You can say really briefly why, but we'll then quickly move on to the next thing. Why Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, it's been, it's been almost like 15 years since we've played a Kingdom Hearts 
games, so I'm excited to play those games. I have fond memories of them. Um, gummy ships. Even though that, that's all you had to say. Gummy, gummy ships. ships. <laughs> the worlds. The incoherent story. I kind of miss that. Mm. Um, okay, the, that's good. The, the, the nice mismatch. We uh, we need another incoherent story to get ourselves nice and warmed up for Death Stranding. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. Just a, a bright and cuddle, colorful world mm-hmm. um, painted for us. Um, number four, <laughs> I put Death Stranding. Okay. For okay. my excitement. I was very surprised to see gameplay from that. I mean, he could have came out with another trailer and I would have been fine. He could have came out with trailers until the game was out and I would have been fine as far as like my hype level for that game. So... Um, I, I was a, I was a pretty happy that we did get to see some of the gameplay in that game. Uh, number three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, mm. That game just looks great, and goddamn um, right it does. Yeah, even without the even without our secret gameplay, they're hiding from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number two, The Last of Us two. Mm, good choice. Uh, and number one game that I thought was mind-blowing to me and just steals the whole E3. Sekiro! Sekiro! That's right. How'd you know? You know me too well. Yep, but that's my top five. Sekiro, okay. That's that's what I expected. Solid choices. Um, Funny quick comment here. Victory overall, our good friend and co-host from last week said, oh, I really love the no fucking Metroid Prime 4. Thanks, Nintendo. and Dodd Aragon said, everything Bethesda and Cyberpunk 2077 were my games of the show. Um, yeah, those are great choices. Fish, great choices as well. Josh, what are your top five games of E3, starting with number five? Uh, um, I had, like, too many to tie at number five, but none of them were, like, really way, way up there anyway. Um, okay. So I, I, I'm Cluster scrapping five. five is kind of where I was at there. Like, like there's a bunch of them that none of them I felt really strongly about. Didn't feel strongly enough yet. Not I strongly enough. Um, yeah. But at four, uh, Tunic. I'm still really excited about that. I, I'm really looking Ooh, forward to playing. Tunic. Playing Tunic once I finally get a chance to. Um, you know what, Fish? That was the most excited he got in all those videos I watched editing this weekend was Tunic, and it didn't even make his top five. Dirty little traitor. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bunch of games, actually. Like, I could have, for number five, I could have put, yeah, Tunic. No, get out of here! Get out of here, you dirty traitor! Go! Get out of here! Get out of here! Scram! I'm just kidding. Yeah, like, there's probably ten games that could have been five, but none of them really rose to the top is kind of where I was at, too. Um, But, yeah, so anyway, Tunic at four. At three is actually Sekiro, just because I don't feel like there was enough shown Mm. to really get me super hyped, other than just that From Software is making another game. Um, Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to get too hyped for it, just because of exactly what we've seen of it so far. Um, And number three was Death Stranding, because even though we didn't see a lot, at least we saw something finally. And what we saw looked super interesting to me. Um, I'm, I, I did not, as much as everyone was creaming themselves over that, just from knowing it was Kojima and Norman Reedus up until now, 
nothing looked interesting at all about it until they finally showed us some gameplay. Um, so I'm I'm actually uh, excited now. So we'll we'll see uh, if they're able to keep that up. Uh, and then the game I was most excited about this three three is The Last of Us Two. Mm, okay. Yeah. Just they did such a good job with that trailer. Just you know. Just the storytelling tra- in that trailer from a few lines of dialogue was just so good. I can't wait to see everything else that's going on in the rest of that mm-hmm. game. Genuinely moved me more than I thought it was. Good choice. No cyberpunk on your list? Nope. What? Nope. Not no. even a little bit. They didn't show us anything. They showed some people something. Not us. So why the fuck would I want want you well, know something i've never seen that i agree with well i agree with the second part of what you said for sure um great choices josh robin underscore red said the sony conference was a highlight for me i'm excited for the last of us too like josh said the gameplay looked amazing i can't wait to play re2 again it was awesome seeing leon and claire and cyberpunk 2077 looks brilliant too despite what josh tries to tell you uh good choices josh shay lay it on me Brr, top five of e3 I didn't make a top five. I'm not really interested enough in any of the games to have made a list. I'm just kidding. Uh, number five was Death Stranding. I'm actually. getting better at knowing when Shay's trying to pull my, pull the rug out from under me. Good. I, I, I can sense it. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you caught that one. No, uh, Death Stranding was number five for me. Um, I was surprised at how much I was interested in the game, especially when watching that first reveal trailer. I was like, wow, this game actually looks pretty awesome. I want to know more. And then watching that reveal trailer, or not the reveal trailer, the gameplay-ish trailer that we got at E3 was, like you guys had alluded to, not something I was expecting at all. So I want to know more. I I definitely want to know more. And that's really all I have to say about it. I'm I'm just excited to see what actually goes on in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Number four for me was Starfield. Uh, like we said, it was so little was revealed pretty much only that all that was revealed was the name (laughs) and where it's going to be at. But I, I'm in a desperate, desperate, desperate need of some mass effect, um, space exploration game. Um, as everyone who's listened to this show long enough knows, I am a huge, huge fan of Star Trek and mass effect was a wet dream for me. And I'm... I'm needing something like that again. So Starfield hopefully will fill that void. Number three was Fallout 76. Um, I was initially really hyped that a new Fallout was announced. As more came out about it, that it's going to be multiplayer. It started slowly going down on the list further and further and going down (laughs) not in a good way. Let's do you feel like after that. we talked about it? Do you feel like we, you feel like after we talked about it today on the podcast and we learned more about it, you were less hyped than you were before? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm feeling a little bit less hyped than I was. I mean, like, I love Fallout. I actually I enjoyed Fallout Shelter when it first released. I played it for a little bit. I what ended up happening was I encountered a glitch, and that's when I turned it off. Actually, but. Wait, you you encountered a glitch in a Fallout game? No way. Not possible. <laughs> but um, even in the mobile ones? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I was. Um, I enjoyed that game, and I've pretty much enjoyed anything since Fallout Three. Um, so, 
I'm going, like I said, I'm going to try and be as objective as I can about it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, number two announcement was Elder Scrolls 6. It's not number one for one reason and one reason only, and that's because there was no gameplay footage. And obviously, it was just strictly for announcement, but um, yeah, I'm really hyped, but I want to, like, with where Bethesda is moving in terms of what they've done with Fallout, I'm just a bit tepid right now with Elder Scrolls 6. Regardless, I'm still hyped. And number one was... Wait, what was it, Morgan? Number one? Cyberpunk 2077! That's right, baby. I am super, super stoked for that game. Uh, it looks awesome. I loved... Um, I loved Witcher 3. I still think about that game all the time. I would love to just go back and play through the entire game again. I absolutely love that game. Um, this looks like such a cool um like setting excuse me it looks like a such a cool setting and i'm really excited to see what you do in the game i i know it's mainly cinematic or exclusively cinematic but um it's got me hyped enough it's kind of like a beyond good and evil 2 last year where mm-hmm. we only saw cinematic but that game got me super hyped last year so this year I'm stoked for Cyberpunk 2077. If you want to maintain any of that hype from last year, don't look up anything they announced about Beyond Good and Evil 2 this year. Really? Yeah. I actually thought it sounded better this year, but we can fight about that later, I guess. Because they basically... And they also announced that they're crowdsourcing all the assets for the game because, you know, they just can't be asked to make them themselves. Uh, oh, that's not good. It's <laughs> that's weird. That's the strangest uh, thing I've ever heard in my life. It's yeah, I don't know. I didn't what? know about that. Yeah, why they're crowdsourcing the assets in that game? Well, here, let me see if I can find an article to send you guys. Like, okay, gotta know, gotta know. Uh, good choices, Shay. Um, Dylan Marcellus also said t- Cyberpunk 2077 was game of the show. Um, <laughs> and Fisher appreciate this. Jakey Ween said, "Oh, and Kingdom Hearts three, that was his game of the show." Um, and you know, Shay, I I agree with you. Cyberpunk looks amazing. I don't know why Josh is so down on it. Hans Athon says, "Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven looks like a must buy." I love dystopian future movie shows games. Along with um, the secondary comment from I'm Nicole Rose, she said, "Definitely my favorite moment was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven too." I'm living for anything with that kind of neon saturated sci-fi dystopia kind of aesthetic. Um, no, I agree with you guys. My five was uh, that that uh, shark game man eater because I just want to see what happens there. My four was The Last of Us two. Like you guys said, the trailer won me over. That looks incredible. Um, I echo Josh's sentiments. Number three was Sekiro, which was uh, Fish's number one, and I also think that looks great. It just looks really straightforward. It just looks like a Japanese, their version of a from software game in a, a different setting, but it looks really cool, fast paced. My number two was actually Cyberpunk, um, only because we didn't get to see any gameplay, and I'm bitter about that, and I will be bitter until the very end that there was a private gameplay demo that we did not get to see. And, uh, but I, I have a feeling that if I saw that demo, it would have been a landslide number one for me. But my number one was Death Stranding, just because I will always remember, not only does it personally appeal to me in a lot of ways, but I will always remember the C3 because we finally saw what the hell that game was, and I was just 
very curious as to what that game looked like. Um, and I think that Sony did a poor job burying it in the show, but it just, it, it just really works for me. Like I said, Cyberpunk would have probably obliterated the competition for me. Like Shay said, I would, it would probably be my number one if I could have just seen some of that gameplay that everyone else got to see. We didn't, and I'm, I'm bitter about that. But I have a feeling that that game is going to take the world by storm, and I could not be more excited for it. So, overall, um, it was a great, it was a good E3. Did you guys feel like maybe it wasn't as amazing as I thought it was going to be? Like after kind of thinking about how last year was a little down, but overall, you guys think uh, it was a good show? Good, yeah, good I, I think it was. Uh, yes and no. Like I thought, like. I guess the overall distribution of the hype or the the excitement wasn't there. Like I felt like Bethesda was by far clearly the winner. And that's partially bias, partially due to the amazing amount of announcements they made for that game. I think that was yeah. the clear cut winner. And it the games that weren't the like on top the best were that was really surprising to me. Like Nintendo, like when we, when we did the E3 predictions, I thought Nintendo was definitely, definitely going to make some headway there. And they did not. And that's just so surprising to me. Did, yeah. We had, none of us had a top five Nintendo game. That no. is just shocking. Yeah. Shocking. It's weird. Say it least. is weird. Very weird. Very, very weird year. Um, still a lot of good, cool games to look forward to. Next year's E3 probably again also going to be amazing, especially if Cyberpunk drops next year. Um, but yeah, it was a funny three. It is now in the books. Maybe next year we'll have reached enough funding to where we can finally get our asses to E3 and we can meet you, the listeners, in some capacity. Nothing would make me happier than being at E3 with you guys. Uh, even in a fan, I was actually talking to somebody, uh, one of our friends who works at Destructively Rich, and he was telling us that. We have a big enough following now to apply for press passes, and it's something we might be able to get approved for, which would be pretty fucking amazing. So, hmm. not something we're yeah, thinking about. That. Have little cute little sword chomp badges hanging around our necks. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that'd be too, my my life would be complete at that point. I could just die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as far. As far as the show wrap-up goes, a couple of quick announcements, and then um, we'll wrap up the show. We have a side podcast. I promoted it this week as well. It's called Evoking the Sublime. Um, Shay interviewed the creative director of What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, Ian Dallas, and you should check it out. We only have one episode up now, um, but it's a really cool podcast. You should download it. It's called Evoking the Sublime. Uh, Go check it out. It's, It's a great listen, a nice compliment as we branch out with our Sword Chomp brand. We also have the Patreon that we mentioned earlier at the show. If you want to support us, we'd love you very much. www.patreon.com slash Sword Chomp. We have some really cool tiers, especially our secret VIP Instagram tier. It's worth signing up for. Uh, and, you know, helps our dreams come true. Um, ratings, review, download podcasts always help, of course. Most of, you can just tell a friend. Just go find one person while you're listening to the show. Pause the show, grab one random stranger, and tell them to download our podcast. It would uh, do amazing things for us. Um, if all of our listeners just grabbed one person and converted them. Convert people to the cult of Sword Chomp. We have a cool summer of hosts coming up this uh, next week. We have a host. Every couple weeks for the next uh, couple months, we're going to have some special guest hosts. So summer is kind of dead in the gaming industry after E3, but for us, it's still going to be a lot of fun. 
with guest hosts as well. And um, on Instagram this past couple weeks has just been nothing but E3. I tried to read as many comments as I could on this one show in particular. If I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. But I'm going to have videos coming up from our Twitch streams, as well as everyone who chimed in on any of our E3 posts. Um, as well as I'm staring right now at the really cool post for Sea of Solitude, which is one game I forgot mm-hmm. to mention. But that actually looks yeah. like a really cool indie game from uh, EA. Yeah, I didn't Shocking. mention that, even though I'm super excited for it, just because I was... I think that'd be my list last year. I didn't want it to make my list two years in a row. Uh, you know, that's funny how E3 comes full circle, Josh, because your num- remember your number one hype game last year was, Josh? Not I was just hand. listening to our old podcast. Your number, this is how much a year can change our industry. Your number one game last year, E3, was A Way Out. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, now that you say <laughs> that, that was, it was. Oh my god, that's a shocker, isn't it? What a dumpster that what turned out to be. What a disappointment that was. <laughs> yeah. What a, what was I, fishes? I, fishes was uh, Metroid, I believe. Oh, okay, that's right. Um, but way out was high on his. I think way out was number two mm-hmm. on his uh, top five. So. I still own um, that he, garbage fire. If any of you guys ever, you know, decide you, yeah, yeah, I hate yourselves enough you, to to sit down and play that with me at some point. <laughs> Who hates themselves? Just you know, Twitch stream yourself playing and just make fun of it the whole time, and it could be <laughs> right? entertaining. That oh, would be goodness. a perfect game to do what we were talking about earlier. Oh, the drunk. Yeah, Josh gets drunk and does that. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, this year's in the books. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for supporting what we do. We'll be back next week on the all-new Chomcast. So until then, peace out.